Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is My Good Bad Brain. It's a podcast about mental health and being a person. Um, if you like the podcast, please review us five stars <laughs> here. It helps us a lot. Um, it's on iTunes mostly. You can review it anything you're passionate about, and that's true to you, but I prefer five stars. Uh, also, check us out on patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. Those uh, contributions really keep this thing going. Uh, let's get into it. Theme song. Welcome to my good bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hi. It's me. It's Jared. It's my good bad brain. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm laying on the floor. I have a weird thing in my neck. And the more time I get to be out of sitting in a chair, which I really think is causing the problem more than the, you know, ridiculous impact, blunt force trauma that I get from jujitsu. People trying to choke you and joint lock you. And say, yeah, probably not that. Probably just the sitting in a chair, the text neck. So I invite you also. If you are uh, listening, you know, to, to change your posture. Don't stare down at your phone and scroll while you listen. Maybe lay on the floor somewhere, you know, stretch your, your neck out that way backwards, you know, open up your chest. Uh, just get, get something, something to counter that normal posture of just hunched over, protecting yourself like a boxer as you, uh, you know, clutch at your phone like a raccoon who just, you know, found a nice uh, a bag of popcorn somebody threw out at the movies. Uh, hi, it's me. It's Jarrett. And this episode of My Good Bad Brain, I'm super pumped about. Um, the guest is Zach Campbell. And Zach's amazing. I met Zach doing... Um, uh, Dude View, the show on Clever uh, that was on for a bit where they sort of asked, because Clever, a lot of the audience of Clever is female, a lot of the main the main hosts and such on Clever are, are mostly female, and so they started this show to sort of ask male opinions about things, and it was just really interesting, all different kinds of males, and 
Zach and I co-hosted something, and I knew I wanted to, I, I say this again, ugh, I'm always repeating myself in this thing, we're always repeating ourselves, figuring the same things out over and over, saying the same things, I feel like I have three stories that I cycle through in three month periods uh, at a time, anyway, I knew that I wanted to have Zach on here, he's just got a really good energy, very like positive sort of presence, and I don't know, I just want to know more about his story, we're, you know, different people. And I want to know how he gets through and does these things. And then a few weeks ago, when we'd already sort of like played a little bit of, uh, you know, Instagram DM tag, uh, trying to set up maybe a good bad brain talk, he posted this uh, video or a teaser to the video. It's up now on his channel uh, about body dysmorphia. And I DM'd him like right away. I was like, we got we to gotta talk about this. We got to, you got to come in good bad brain talk about this. Body dysmorphia is 100% something I struggle with. I think so many people struggle with. And uh, let's get into it. And man, we get into it on this episode. Um, I think going into this episode, I want I want to say a few things. Well, what do I want to say? One, I want to remind everybody that I'm not a professional. Zach's not a professional. We're not like healthcare professionals. And no one on this podcast, well, I don't think yet, but I might have some in the future. But pretty much no one's a professional in terms of mental health in this podcast. The whole point is that we're talking about our experiences, right? We're authorities in our own experience. And I just want to hear about that from people who struggle with their good, bad brains. And that's the whole point. Because I guess, I guess I'm saying that because... When I listened back through this conversation, I liked it. I was really, I still liked it a lot. I like, I think our dynamic is like, I just enjoy this conversation a lot. It's, uh, it's good. But when we talk about body dysmorphia, we're talking about our body. We're talking about how we feel about our bodies. And I worry, here's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can't tell somebody who has who do, sees their body as something horrible that they like or parts of their body is like ugly or you know whatever in, in a sense in a way that they look at themselves and see something totally divorced from reality and with like such incredible negative judgments of themselves you can't tell those people oh just don't have a body and on top of that don't have a relationship to your body and on top of that don't take care of your body even don't do exercise don't eat well healthy you know to make yourself feel good don't don't do any of that just stop hating your body and focus on that self-hatred and figure that out. Because we all have a body, a body that keeps us alive, that lets us walk around the earth, that lets us see things and touch things and feel things and figure things out. A body that needs to be kept healthy, you know? And on top of that, when we're talking about body dysmorphia, something that I feel like has a lot to do with, a, you know, like I said, divorced from reality, some abstract, absurd vision of yourself that's way weird and negative that implies all these value judgments on yourself that have nothing to do with what it really is, I think it can be very empowering to undertake some physical practices and, you know, sort of gain not just a sense of control, but like a sense more of like what your body really is. Just this end product of a bunch of random and not random factors, genetics and the twists of fate and, uh, you know, some sort of triggering inputs, uh, traumas or stressful situations that your organism undertakes, whether it's like exercise or just sitting at your desk all day or whatever, or something sad or hard happening or injuries. 
and then takes the inputs of other molecules, you know, food, things that you put into your body to use to build and rebuild and rebuild. And then an end result. That's all it is. You know, building blocks and inputs and then your organism's response to it. Uh, A billion, million, billion cells uh, just all doing their own thing. This big, strange gathering of organic materials all following their own thread and in concert with each other becomes this thing that is you, your body, the thing that houses whatever a soul is, whatever a consciousness is. And that's, I guess, sounding, it's weird in trying to describe it as something perfectly simple and physical and without anything that you could ever really judge about it. I feel like I've made it more abstract What I think you hear happening throughout this conversation is two guys who have body dysmorphia, who have struggled with it for years, bouncing in and out of talking about our dysmorphia and then sort of acting it out. And then talking about our dysmorphia and talking about ways that we deal with our dysmorphia and then kind of acting it out and then getting back, you know, bouncing back and forth. We talk about the, are we talking about the self-hatred? And then instantly talking about nutrition plans that we've tried or exercises that we like. So I hope this resonates with y'all. Um, I think it's probably loaded with triggering stuff about you know body dysmorphia and whatever, but hopefully y'all hear it through the lens of other people who have weird goddamn relationships with their own bodies. Um, I do have a lot of physical practices in place, and I've tried a lot of things over the years, and some of it is definitely, I think, healthy, It's stuff that I do to deal existentially with my problems, to center myself in the world, to become more present in this realm that I'm not always sure exists, but also sometimes is unhealthy. You know, it's, I, you know, you act out things because you don't like yourself. Uh, You resent this thing that you have to move around and then you try to destroy it or try to change it or shape it or whatever. But then sometimes that's empowering because you realize it's not me. It's just this thing of clay, of weird meat that I can mold with my intention and I don't have to feel so identified with it. You know, it's this constant push-pull of relationship with yourself. And I guess like anything, like my overarching sort of realization from all of my good, bad brain, the end result, the end question is, are you doing this in inquiry? Are you staying in inquiry? And are you finding out, am I doing this because I hate myself or I'm doing this because I want to take care of myself? And that is where I think you have to really get honest with yourself. And you have to take these ideas of dysmorphia and self-hate and whatnot, the, the reflection you see in the mirror or that you see in a photograph of yourself or a, a selfie that you've taken or that someone else took or that shows up online from a flattering or unflattering angle. You look at all that and you receive it and you go, am I reacting to this in a healthy way or am I off, you know? in the swamps of toxic shame and despair? And am I seeing something nobody else sees? Only I see because I hate myself. You know? Constant struggle, man. Constant weird struggle. So, I hope you get something out of it. The other parts of this conversation that I absolutely love and felt were very um, eye-opening to me and, and very valuable and I would like to delve into on later episodes are 
Zach and I come from very different cultural backgrounds. And I've gotten some requests and DMs and stuff to sort of like bring this up more in the podcast, talk about mental health through the lens of different cultural influences and backgrounds. And, you know, Zach's black and he grew up black and he also grew up, he's gay. And he says that in the podcast, how he's like double oppressed, you know, but specifically focusing on the black experience. He gets into some really interesting stuff that I I found eye opening as uh, a you know a white person who with all the privileges that that entails and you know also coming from like a fairly like woo woo family of my own. Um, Zach uh, had some time in foster care and had a tough childhood, uh, but he also has some wonderful grandparents that he talks about his relationship with. And we get into stuff about like how um, black community uh, in his experience. Um, views and deals with the ideas of mental health or doesn't and man he goes on this thing about uh whoopings about like his his grandma would um you know use corporal punishment sometimes with him and he talks about it in a way i've never heard anybody talk about it and really was very eye-opening to me um when you know coming from a sort of like i think easy like oh you should never hit kids or whatever and i still think that and zach thinks that i'm not trying to misrepresent that he says it in the thing but the context, the cultural context of being a black man in white America and, you know, sort of the different relationship with authority and violence as a tool of control and oppression and his grandmother's concern for him and how that all ties together, their love for him and wanting them to be the best and safest he could be in the world is really fucking beautiful and fascinating and complex. And I'm hoping that this is the first of more episodes to come where we can talk to people from different backgrounds than mine. Uh, and by we, I mean, you know, me in this specific instance, because well, I've proven to have a fairly diverse audience from uh, all the folks messaging me and that I've gotten to know. Um, but I hope that uh, we can continue talking along those lines and having conversations more and more unfolding uh, about different cultural uh, backgrounds of mental health. I know I had somebody talk to me in person recently um, regarding the podcast and these ideas about uh, like Australian males in Australia um, and their different sort of take on mental health, Australian values. And so, you know, there's all different kinds of uh, folks out there and I'd really... I don't know. Um, I think we have a lot in common and uh, we have a lot that's different, obviously. And honoring both of those things and hopefully finding out uh, the threads that, you know, make us more similar than different. Um, I think I hope that that's the the ultimate feeling here is that like, damn, we're all kind of sharing this one big meta good bad brain as people. But man, I don't know. I just love this conversation. We get really, really open and honest. It's it's really fun. We talk about, um, God, the get dark question is fun. Talk about like uh, sex stuff. And I don't know. The, I just really adored this. And I adore Zach. And I hope you dig this. Um, I'm actually going to stop talking now and let this thing take a place because I love it. Uh, and I'm going to go right into doing a brain breather because I got a lot of thoughts. Uh, the brain breather will come out um, earlier for y'all who are patrons. Uh, thank you. If you're a patron, uh, check us out. Patreon.com slash my good bad brain. Uh, this one's a little intense. I put off recording it. I usually do them, obviously, the previous week. But um, <sighs> It's about death, and there's weird thoughts. I had a weird experience uh, with um, seeing a dead person recently in public, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit. 
Uh, but that is plenty, I think, for this opening. Let's get into this wonderful conversation about uh, um, all kinds of wonderful mental health stuff with the truly lovely um, Zach Campbell. Thank you so much. Here we go. Bye. Um, welcome, Zach. Hey. Thanks for being on My Good Bad Brain. I'm, I'm excited. This has been yeah. months in the making. I, I feel, feel weird. Like. I feel like we're all just rolling, and then I turn the mics on, and then there's a feeling of just like, okay, now we're... Now, now we're, we're, now we're gonna, now we can't, don't now have to talk have anymore. To, now we have to be serious. Now, but not at all, of course. Um... Thanks for being here. I, I wanted you, I've been wanting to do this for a while. We yeah. met doing uh, that show for Clever, The Dude View, the now yeah. defunct. I don't know, maybe it'll come back. I hope it comes back. It uh, was so good. Yeah, it was so good. But the gag is, see, this is the thing. I want to live for talking about executives. See, <laughs> I live for how the executives told us, oh, the show is so amazing. And it did very well. Yeah. By, Hence, yeah. but where's the second season? Um, I still work for them frequently, mm. so I don't think I'll go too into it. No, okay. I don't know. Who knows? You know, I, I mean, so. it's just a typical. I love Clever. I worked there for like five, six years, and there's just a kind of feeling of like, you know, they try things and, and I'm like, okay. then they try other things, and they keep trying things. Yeah, okay, well, I need you to come back and try that because that was fun. I enjoyed I know. that. I think there's a good May chance. I mind you, I didn't really get paid that much at Clever because like, no. I'm just freelance. No, whatever. me too. Same thing. But it was just so fun. I know. That's and my feeling about Clever, too. It's yeah. like, I'm, uh, it, there's very few, especially in new media, and media in general, but especially in new media, I think, places that really feel like that fun. Like, everybody gets along. Yeah. You're having a good time. It's easy. Yeah. You can trust that they're not going to, like, fuck you in the edits and no. pick, like, the gross or bad I stuff. I thought they were, but not at all. No, Every especially in that show. Yeah. I was very, like, dubious going into that because I was, and I would, like, have these things with Jill about it sometimes, mm-hmm. Susan, I'm pretty sure that I'd be like, I'd be like, because I, I have a very serious belief that sometimes just answering the wrong question adds to the problem. Oh, always. You know, especially when you get into this realm of like gender norms of like men are like this, women are like this. And we were talking blah, blah. about a lot of gender norms. That's yeah. pretty much the show. And so like <laughs> if, if they're like, if they're like, do you think it's ridiculous that women spend this much on ma- makeup or something like that? You don't looking for like, like clickbaity stuff. Like- I'm just like, well, that's a silly, the way you're framing the question, I'm not going to answer the question because like, you know what I mean? Just like sometimes just answering a question. Now you've entered into a discussion about a topic and you're sort of like agreeing to the premise and arguing the premise yeah. instead of just going like, wait, no, you're trying to reframe the debate and say like, it's better now than it used to be mm-hmm. when we should have never accepted it in the first place or whatever. Yeah. It's very much kind of like. Hmm. I don't want to come off as hyper masculine or not sensitive to femininity. So I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing I think about with this pod a lot, and I think it'll come out actually in some of the stuff we talked about today. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in, in general with my good, bad brain is like, like my literal brain, not just the, you know, the title is like, is that gender norm stuff and trying to track like how much of it is like patriarchal stuff you're taught as a boy when you're young and be like, be like this, yeah. how much of it is actually seen seems like it's in your body somewhere, yeah. whether it's like sense of competition or aggression or, or sex drive, stuff like that, you know, pre, you know, predatory, mm-hmm. not in true predatory, but in like that kind of feeling of like, Ooh, everyone's an option or, yeah. you know, like, um, that's some, some gender stuff or like stuff like before I feel like you could ever be programmed that you just do when you're like a, a baby or yeah. two that you're like, well, let's examine some of this as like genuine to my experience Mm -hmm. and some of it is taught but that until we can like be honest about our foibles or or our things that maybe aren't the nicest about us like I think one of mine is like an attraction to violence like I do combat sports and stuff like that a lot and and just like you know violent video games or whatever but if you don't like if you don't go like 
if you don't acknowledge it's part of you, if you just walk around going like, what? What oh person God. would like that? How could you? Yeah, then you're never going to deal with the problem. Yeah. You're never going to deal with a healthy way. Like anything that is true about you and maybe kind of corrosive or toxic that you just like shove into a cabinet of yourself somewhere, mm-hmm. it's going to fester there. Always. And it comes out in like weird pathologized ways. And like, you know, you know, have you ever had like moldy or like stale, like stale chips? Yeah. Inside of a cabinet. Yeah. That's those thoughts. Yeah. Those are those thoughts. Yeah. Think about it. It's just like, okay, okay, I'm going to try to repress these, but now they taste disgusting. Yeah. It's funny too, because like sometimes they're like just a little bit off and you'd eat one and you're just like, I don't like this. This is, I, which is actually, uh, <laughs> actually, then probably extending that metaphor, the nicest version of like when you actually go to do your work and investigate those things mm-hmm. and you try on an old habit or thought and you're like, oh, I don't, ooh, like I don't, this that's, that's really crazy. Cause it's like habits, ooh, I love how this is talking about mental health. Um, because habits, like, I try to do like old habits, like, um, what was it? Like biting my fingernails and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that I do this. Right. But when I was a kid or like just not even a couple years ago, I was like, I don't really care. But I used to like little people know I used to, well, not little people know, but I guess it was a big part of my brand. I used to get my nails done a lot when I was mm-hmm. like, first time I'm viewing YouTube, I used to get like acrylic nails and like, mm. I used to get like the long claws, like Beyonce, like oh, yeah. Gaga. I was very inspired. I like that. And so when I took them off, everybody was like, and like, I did it for like two years straight. Mm-hmm. And I finally just started wearing like my like re- like regular nails, whatever. And then I started like getting into like my masculinity and whatever. And then people were like, wait, are you like changing? Like you don't care about, you know, being weird or expressive. And I was like, well, how does that really right. make me like look like I'm changing? Because I want to evolve or like make something that I've never done before. Cause I didn't embrace my masculinity before. Right. So like, it's like habits like that. Like I don't, I can't see me. I see myself get my nails done anymore, unfortunately. But it's like I love it. Like do it, please. Oh fuck it up. But like yeah. me, I just can't see myself doing it anymore. So it's like yeah. you just kind of evolve. From That's things, funny. You know? I had like a similar. I had a, a similar but opposite. I started painting my toenails. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like falling apart right now. They're yeah, it's, so an, it's an it's an old. It's from Fourth of July, so they're falling. And I do jujitsu, so I mess my toes up all the time. Yeah. But um, and I had it. Uh, I, I started it because of therapy this idea of self-care. Um, I one day, uh, was going to go cut my toenails and then I was like, I could pay someone to do this. And I walked like, you know, down a a few blocks from my house and sat down and they were doing it. And then they said, do you want color? And I had this like sky blue shirt on at the time. And I was like, and it just made me happy. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. (laughs) And I, and it's, it's similar, but the other way around where like people ask me like, why do you do that? Or like, what's the deal with your toes? And I'm, and you're just like, I like it. And and more than that, it makes me feel like, um, cause most people don't even see your feet most of the time. It's very Uh, true. It's, it's, which even if they can see my hands once in a while, I'll do like my fingers. I like to do like a few fingers, Mm -hmm. not all of them. It's like asymmetry. I do do that too. Yeah. I still do that like i paint like a couple of fingernails yeah. whatever just because like why not yeah it's nice it's like yeah. but i think it's because you're like bejeweling your body you're yeah. like doing something to treat yourself like it's precious yeah. and you want to just you know treat it like put a fresh coat of paint on yeah, it yeah why not and, and i and i always like that this feeling that like this part of me i'm paying attention to um but the whole point of it just like you it sounds like with your your nails like trying them on and then feeling like you that wasn't resonating honestly with you anymore mm-hmm. it's like when it stops serving you when it stops serving you i gotta stop like what am i gonna keep doing it because it's my brand because it's a quote-unquote brand <laughs> quote-unquote brand yeah that's like <laughs> I think that's even with like musical artists. Like I feel like when people like Gaga or like Rihanna or like even male artists like Drake or whatever, like you have to evolve after a while. Like cause some people want to put you in a box. Like I remember some people's like, why can't Gaga stay in the Born This Way era? Like why can't mm. Drake stay in the Take Care era? And I was like, 
Well, you need to grow. You need you to. You have to grow. And if and they stay in that area, you'll get bored with them after a while. You really would. They, well, we do. We like see that happen. And also, I don't, I mean, it's just like, to me, it's, there's certain questions like that where there's not even, there's no point in even getting into an idea of like, well, should they just do their old sound or, or should, or like, like, let's say, you know, uh, we were talking to our before started like Yeezus, like the Yeezus album comes mm-hmm. out. It's a very harsh sound. It's very uh, different. And let's say you just don't like it. You're yeah. like, I want my dark twisted fantasy back. Maybe you want 808 heartbreaks back. I miss 808 yeah, I'm not yeah, giving a lie. Of course. And not like, dude, I miss graduation. That stuff's like amazing. Yeah. But like, so you hear it. There's no point in even saying like, he should really do that old stuff that was good. It's like it's like if you have a partner that comes to you and says like I love somebody else. What are you gonna be like? No, you don't. Yeah, that's not true. Yes. How are you gonna tell me? You, you just gotta go like, oh well, I might I don't like that, but mm. that's true. That's yeah. reality, and I just have to deal with that. And I feel the same way. Uh, it's such a funny thing that we get into, like with this new media thing. Somebody starts changing, yeah. and you were attached to them for some aesthetic thing before that resonated with you, and now they're not doing it anymore. Mm. That you go like. It's just so silly to think that you should go like go back to doing yeah. your old stuff because you're like that's not me anymore. I don't actually, I don't live for that. Yeah, and why? <laughs> and why that for that person out there? If you ever feel that way, a favorite or a thing changes an aesthetic and is no longer. I I think it's incumbent on you to go yeah. like to deal with this thing of like, well, why am I so attached to something that doesn't exist anymore? Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for me? I think this is about times in our life. There are yeah. there are phases in my life that were like beautiful times. I remember them like these nostalgia golden hued halcyon oh. days. And and sometimes you it's because that's how you turn into like the third. 30-something at the club with all the 20-somethings, you know, I going like... I about stuff like that yeah. because, like, in the gay community, it's like that. Yeah. And it's like, I feel bad because, like, um, the older gays will feel, like, um, isolated because there's, like, a whole lot of 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. Sure. And I'd be like, well, like, well, okay. Okay, well, now this is weird because, like, the older gays, because I can't even say that because I'm about to become an older gay. Wow. Um, How old are you? I'm only 24. However. You're about to become an older well, gay at 24? T- well, let me tell you something. Okay. In the gay world, for some reason, the 28 and 30 is like fucking Asian. Like, you, oh, oh my God, my you're about God, to die. Dude. You're going to die in a couple That's years. That's crazy. It's really sad. I don't, it's almost like we live in a, like a year, like a gay relationship in a year for mm-hmm. like, if you last one year, it's like 10 years. Sure. I get that. That's, yeah. a, that's like LA time. Like yeah. I have friends with my friends in LA for like seven, eight years. And I'm like, that's like 30 years. We've been together for like lifetime. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that's amazing. So I think that like, I forgot my point. I mean, but- I kind of get that. I, I kind of get that like meaning be, just in new media, even like I'm 32 mm-hmm. and like, you know, I, I feel it. If I'm around somebody even 21, 20, you're just like, oh, you're so fucking yeah. <laughs> but, but I felt that way when I was 24 too. Yeah. There's definitely shifts like where I you just like go that, like, when you're like, I'm like, you're 20. Like, oh no, not me the 18 year old. It's like, oh, I'm fucking oh, yeah. ancient. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm going to die. But there's a huge difference between 18 and 21 even, but especially no, really 24. Is. I mean like, it, you because you are truly getting out in the world a little more. I mean, yeah. And I wonder like, I'm obviously not a professional about brains or anything like that, but I wonder, I know that they said the thing like your brain keeps maturing and like doesn't stop growing until you're like 26 or something oh, like that. that. Yeah. So like, which is part of the insanity of like saying 18 is old enough to like sign up for the army or whatever. Cause and you're like, like your you fucking sure? brain is not ready yet <laughs> for anything. Sure? And also, also I do think there's an insidious larger thing like on that note, not to, 
you know derail too much but like there's a reason old men start wars and young men go fight them yeah. you know because because oh. you have to be a fucking lunatic mm. to believe in that shit and be like this is a good idea not even as a cowardly thing like buying into the idea that the best way to solve this problem is, is blow this country go, up. yeah it's mm-hmm. like insane so like you have to be an impressionable and then it's like well this is gonna go really derailing but it's like that's like um like when you're in the army, like I feel like, cause I have some friends in the army and I ask them all mm-hmm. sorts of questions. I'm like, yeah. I know some things are classified. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I just need to know. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just like when you're like training for the army, like as a young guy or even a young woman, like your estrogen or testosterone levels like mm-hmm. skyrocket because you're like forcing your body to oh, while you're in there grow yeah. like faster than you can actually develop. Sure. So it's like, Sure, let's fucking blow this shit up. Why not? Because like that's all I feel at right. this point. That's, well, I'm there's like, also like indoctrination stuff too, like that gets you excited about yeah. it. Like, I mean, um, this is actually interesting. I'm gonna talk. I have some buddies I do jiu-jitsu with who are vets, and so there's some coming up episodes where we're gonna talk about like PTSD and stuff Ooh, like that. I would love to. Yeah, I'm about psyched that. about it. Um, yeah. but uh, you know, there's this book uh, I read called On Killing. I, I think it's like one of the best books. I've ever read. It just impacted, you know, just about humans, but especially for artists, I think it's really interesting because it's about, uh, this army, like he's ranked in the army and he did this study of army people and, you know, for some kind of doctoral degree or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's basically about what happens to, to people who kill people, like oh, wow. what happens. And long story short, question. it's it, the long story short is it just breaks you. Like basically everybody mm-hmm. who, ever, because it's the worst thing. There's something inside of our DNA and programming. That's just like, it's the worst transgression it really is and it just you know fucks you I up killed somebody oh wow. yeah Eek. and uh but they talk about how they got the people to do it basically only in relatively recent history did like ptsd start becoming a bigger like we really saw with vietnam a really big like homeless vets and stuff like that um and people who are mentally like really messed up from it uh and one thing that they correlated to this number rising was that uh the number of people who shoot with intent to kill skyrocketed since basically every armed conflict prior to and up to including World War II uh, it seems to support that the shooter rate meaning like the soldiers who shot at the enemy trying to actually kill them was only like 20% and that like everybody else they call it the soldier's prerogative to miss that like oh, they wow. would because they it was just so awful to them so they'd shoot and make their guns look like they're shooting at them but they'd miss on purpose they'd just be like I'm fighting but they'd really yeah. nobody wants to kill anybody <laughs> that's me and so they did, well, <laughs> that's but it's, that's human that's human it's not cowardice or anything it's like this is an awful thing to do yeah. and that most of the deaths up to and including like World War II came from like artillery and bombings and things that were like impersonal and you you know just happen mm. uh, but once the army learned this because they did the study for the first time this big survey of the army people they're like okay well let's change our training so we can get people to kill people more Ooh. and they got that number up to 50% in Korea and then 90 by Vietnam so now you suddenly have soldiers because of training techniques and this thing you're talking about getting them all amped up with each other in a culture of like, let's fucking do this. Like um, doing it uh, because they're programmed to and they're trained to and they f- they figured out ways to psychologically get people to do that. And then, of course, you see this vastly increased rate of like PTSD and suicide and stuff. So I, it's just interesting. It's just wow. interesting how the power we have as a group, which I, I think that 
trickles down when we talk about gender norms or patriarchy stuff or whatever, or what we're going to talk about today, yeah. uh, body dysmorphia. Yeah. Like the way we can amp ourselves up as a group to believe a certain yeah. thing and then echo back and forth. Like, um, like first per- one person's like, I don't know, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe this, uh, this is kind of weird though. And then the other one goes like, no, no, it, it is a good idea. And yeah. then one goes, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, it's a good yeah. idea. And before you know it, we're like going crazy with religion. Like, that's, oh, that's so like one true. Of the biggest, like things. I mean, that's the beauty industry now. Yeah. It's so like religious. Mm-hmm. It's like that's really interesting. Yeah. Never, well, like before, I'll just segue. We'll get into it. So when we met on Dude View, I knew I wanted to do a podcast with you because just like your energy is like Thank very you. positive, and uh, I don't know. There's something about it. I, I watched Thank your videos. You. Yeah, that's like you know, and I wanted to just. That's kind of the gist of how I pick people and get people on the show. Is like yeah. I want to know. I like, just want to know. The like, fuck is going on yeah, in your head? Yeah, yeah. Why are you like that? How are you? Like that? What happened? Because um, <laughs> well, everybody struggles with things too, and you no, can definitely. tell some people overcome it. You know, every everybody. So I, it's like ends up being that. But then you posted this thing recently about body dysmorphia, very yeah. openly about your uh, experiences with that. And I was like, I DM'd you like right away. You I was did. like, please yeah. come talk about like, this. You have to, yeah. Because I was like, this is so important. Yeah. It's something that resonates with me and I think a lot of people. Um, so anyway, I, I'll let you start yeah, about so that. Yeah, so basically when I was, um, when I first moved to LA, I guess I was like a lot heavier and I was like, I don't like this. Wait, when was that and where'd you move from? I moved to LA last year, June, June 1st, actually. Oh, pretty recent. So I've been here for just yeah. a year. Oh, congratulations. Um, you made it. You. That's a big milestone. I know. I I've, 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 I've realized that. For, um, I think you're one, maybe three, but definitely five. Those are like the, ooh, I think the milestones of like, if you make, make it. five it. years, I'm, I'm going to feel good. I, yeah. Yeah. Because LA is a whole jungle. But when I made it here, I was like, okay. Um, before I got here, I wanted to work on fitness and stuff because I hated the way I looked through college, but like I didn't know how. And LA is like the mecca of health shit. It didn't, I like sure. fucking vegan this, the, the oh, vegetarian yeah. that, green leaf this. I was like, okay, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I met every person, every other person I met, oh, I don't know what meat is. And I was like, oh, I'm trash. Okay, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so, um, and I was like, I want to get, I was like, okay, it has to be some method to this madness. You know, like, all this health shit needs to be, okay, let me get into this. But bef- after all of that and like get into like the health shit, then you start to like look into yourself. Like, how did you even get to this point of yeah. being this unhealthy? So then you get into that and you get into depress- depression and then you get into like self-doubt and then you get into just, um, I guess, body dysmorphia will come, dysmorphic disorder will come at that point because you start to pinpoint mm. the things that you hate about yourself. And, and you just not, obsess over them. Yeah, you obsess about it because you want to change it. You want to fix it because that's just human nature. Like, well, um, let me ask a question I would, before I want to push back on one of the things like with the unhealth, the idea of unhealthy mm-hmm. and like unhealthy as a euphemism, I suppose for like being overweight. Yeah, but definitely. I, my question is like, are, do you like, do you, have you done blood? Like, are you unhealthy? I don't even think, I think we have a terrible idea that like, just because somebody's like has a fuller figure, that means they're unhealthy. I mean, look at fucking, uh, the NFL, mm-hmm. like people, they big as hell. Dude, they big as hell. They, they can fucking, run the whole fucking yeah dude but that's the thing so no i was not necessarily unhealthy i never had like high blood pressure right and like high cholesterol though um i couldn't move the way i wanted to sure i'm a performer so like i like to dance i like to fuck Mm -hmm. it up i like to be crazy or whatever but when you get out of breath and you feel like your body you just did a whole exercise and you probably really didn't do much yeah it kind of affect it affected me and then 
when it came to like fa- I love clothes. Yeah. That was a problem. Like, sure. why can't I wear off the, the rack stuff I want stuff to wear? Just, you know, yeah. off the rack was not even a but that's, and Which is an experience, I think, universe, especially even worse for women. Oh because, my God, like, yes. um, so much of, like, design is for, like, coat hangers. Yeah. Uh, and then coat hanger-esque people. Yeah. So, like, as soon as you put someone in there who's, like, has uh, any kind of shape to their body, mm-hmm. you start... I mean, this even gets into this idea of healthy... I'm glad we're using that, that word because, like, I've spent a lot of time in fitness stuff and um, whatnot. And this idea of healthy, like... There's so many with CrossFit and stuff. Like mm. so many women are like getting into lifting and things more, and they start to get muscular. Uh, some of them who really pursue it, yeah. and I can't believe how many like other women I hear, especially in the industry, who who will be like, "Oh, uh, like I don't want to get that looks manly or something." Oh wow! Instead, and and this idea that like it is, and then they'll use the euphemism like, "Oh, I just want to be healthier," but that really? person that person's <laughs> healthy. You, healthy you've, you've gotten being skinny is not healthy. I like people need to understand that. Yes, and and this this idea that we've programmed ourselves so much and been so convinced by beauty standards that like muscular doesn't like like that's a that woman's not manly. She's strong. Why does mass? What does muscle mass equate masculinity? Why? Right. I don't understand. Yes, that. there are certain notions like this, I believe. I do believe there are things that are gendered notions we can talk about in a yin yang concept yeah. of like soft, hard, masculine, feminine in the universe, mm-hmm. elemental kind of. But that's all man made though. But well, this is what I'm saying. It's like this is this is the thing I try to distinguish for myself. Because I do think there is something to like um, you know, like in standard biology, whatever, a uh, female can like gestate a, a creature inside of them and a male can't, but he can put, you know, seed in it or yeah. whatever. And so like, I'm like, okay, so we can say there are some masculine feminine just in a spiritual concept, mm. whatever. Uh, but I think the things that are definitely man-made are like things like that. We take, we take an idea like strength, which is not a gendered concept. It's literally just... And then we just go, well, no, that's going to be masculine and weakness (laughs) is going to be feminine, you know, Um, as opposed to like being able to see, oh, well, this is, that's not a manly woman. That's just a a strong person. But that's just like when guys have like a nice ass. Right. Then they automatically think one, you're gay, two, you're feminine. And it's like, because I like... I take care like like dudes in the gym. I got know a lot of straight dudes that like make sure their ass looks good. Like they do squats, they do yeah. lunges, they make sure. Yeah, and I think that's so fucking dope, and I think that's so fucking attractive. But like, I think a lot of straight girls do too. For yeah. the record, a lot of straight girls. No, yeah. a lot of my all of my straight girlfriends they love boys with nice yeah. butts. Yeah, but it's like. But for GP, and GP stands for general public, they think that that's gay or something feminine. And it's like, how does that feminine cross over to women when women get a lot of like triceps and abs and right. they like shoulders? They feel, and it's like, and shoulders. And it's like, but, and if they put a dress on, it's like, oh, you have these big ass arms with a dress. And it's like, but why is that equate to masculinity? Like it. I mean, well, it's it's funny. Uh, yeah, like, the, like an interesting thing to me, especially the ass stuff, uh, if we're saying like straight guys afraid to like work out their lower bodies, um, like, all athletic capability and power comes from big, strong, mobile hips yeah. and butt. Like yeah. that's that's where like your running power, your punching power, your throwing power. Oh, frankly, a bunch of power came from that. Oh yeah, because like it's all that. about like turning your legs and hips into dropping your ass. I mean, look at like Mike Tyson. He's got a big upper body, but oh. look at his legs. Or like look at punchers in the UFC who like seem to have knockout power, even though they're kind of like skinny and wiry, mm. and they almost always have like big legs or like a big butt or something like that. That's what I, that's what I look for when I go to like wrestle people or whatever. And I'm always like, if someone's got like big, strong legs and, or like a big butt, like, I'm like, Oh, oh this is going to be bad. They look like not a big deal. Yeah. They're going to like someone who like bicycles a lot. They oh, might like, you'd be like, Oh, fool. look. <laughs> yeah. That's a fool. I actually just got into that with working out yeah. and stuff is bicycling. I like it. 
Yeah, I like it too. I haven't done it enough. I like rode a bike again fairly recently and was like, it truly is like riding a bike. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, but it's fun. My favorite, I think, cardio is um, rowing, like the rowing machine. Wait, what's, oh, is that yeah, the- Yeah, we like sit and pull. <laughs> So is that cardio? Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely there's muscle involved because like you're using your legs and arms. It's probably part of why I like it because uh-huh. it's like, but it's- uh, I'm gonna try it. We have one in my gym, but yeah. I don't know how to use it. Yeah. I feel awkward doing it. Yeah, there's definitely like a rhythm to it when you get into it, but um, it's uh, it just becomes meditative, I think. Mm-hmm. I like it and it's easier on like, if I run- my whole life, if I run, like, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, stuff like that. I, it's weird. I can jump rope and I'll feel fine. Like, you'd think would be worse, the yeah. bouncing. But there's something about the running. I'll fuck with running. I'll um, fuck with running. That's great. I don't know why I do, but it is so fucking fun and freeing. It's the best when yeah. you have, like, your, your like, favorite album or, like, your favorite... Um, I play, like, live concert shits mm-hmm. in my ear. So, like, we oh, have yeah. that on and you, like, running. It's the best Oh, yeah. Thing. That it's is true. Best. Getting in a good flow with, like, a good song. Oh, is- it's amazing. Well, so, see, this is, this is what is interesting to me because body dysmorphia is so tightly tied to this thing. I think of it like the idea of being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was talking about this uh, not too long ago. And... If workaholism is a true problem. I have that. So yes. Okay, so it's very real. If you mm-hmm. go down that list of things, and the point of it, the thing that differentiates it uh, an um a, a holism, an addiction mm-hmm. versus just like I like to work a lot is why are you why do you feel this need? And and it and if it's sourced somehow, this is my understanding of my, you know, whatever, with a, a compulsion addiction in general, is like if it's to fill some hole or to create some sense of self-worth that never shows up mm. and you're chasing that and that's the drive to your own detriment and the detriment of friends and relationships or whatever, then it's then it's not I just like to work a lot and I have a work ethic, then it's becoming something else. Well, maybe, okay, well, maybe I'm not a workaholic. See, I don't think so. Because I, I don't I don't detect that about you. I think you just work a lot I and you're ambitious. Okay, okay, then I'll say that. But which is, I think Because I've had some friends that be like, oh, bitch, you work a lot. You're a damn near workaholic. Because I can fucking like put so much energy into like videos and stuff. Right. And production. And then I'll be like, haven't thought about my own mental health yet. Well, so, so exactly. And I think with like, uh, when it, when it does cross over to that part of the difficulty in getting somebody to acknowledge that and change their habits is unlike alcohol where you can just go like cut alcohol out of your Mm -hmm. life, start there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to solve the problem. You're still gonna have to do your inner work to figure out why you need to pour that alcohol in there. But you can't tell somebody just stop working. Stop working, bitch. Be poor. Yeah. Just don't work at all. No. (laughs) So I think there's a similar thing with body dysmorphia thing where you're like, okay, we need to talk about this body dysmorphia problem because you're out of your fucking mind and you're seeing things that don't exist and you hate yourself for no reason and you're obsessing over it and that's bad. It's bad that you're not living in reality and you're doing it in a destructive way for yeah. yourself. But also there's this thing of like, uh, everyone should be encouraged to like, I, like what I think is interesting is all the ways you've talked so far about your experiences with exercise and fitness, mm-hmm. except for in the preamble was about your experience of it. It feels good to yeah. move. I love but to I didn't move. Like that. I love See, the- that's the thing. That's why I made this, this documentary because I hated fucking exercising. I hated the gym. Mm-hmm. I was insecure about the gym. I was like, that's too much of a judgment situation. Yeah. People in there that look good as fuck. And I'm not about to go in there and be judged. But like the second episode comes out this Sunday. 
Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward this to it. episode is about me going to the plastic surgeon and like getting into liposuction and doing all that shit. And so, did you do that? Did you, did you, exposing spoiler? No, okay, but I mean, um, this will come out after, yeah, yeah, but I didn't get it or whatever. And but the, the episode will look like I did, um, and will be, but I'm, I'm not because, and you actually. We'll get a lot. The second episode shows my decision making live on camera because I was fucking like going like what happened was me and my cameraman got in the car and I like had this mental breakdown after I left the fucking place because like I was like, this is so much how people feel your body and like tell you what you need to do to get this surgery. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you're contemplating like, well, do I need this to look good? You know? Yeah. Do and I need to like literally make incisions in me to and, really get yeah. what I want? And I think I made this documentary one for me to heal from this, but two to tell people like, yo, this is this is real shit. Like people don't ever talk about they they associate bidesmorphia generally with big people because they think that mm-hmm. people hate being big, but it's like it goes so much well, deeper. I, than I associate that. a lot with actually like anorexic people and bulimic people. I, I feel yeah. see, and this is the thing. So I feel the same way. And when I released this documentary, one YouTube didn't push it. So that's one thing um, because my initial title was "I Hate My Body," and YouTube does not like hate whatsoever. Um, but I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I said whoever, because well, usually. It would have got like a hundred thousand views immediately, and I guess with knowing like my numbers and stuff, a hundred thousand views is not is not a normal for my channel. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, okay, amazing, dope. But like, I knew that sabotaging the algorithm for my for this documentary would be amazing. But the reason why is because the engagement is super duper high, and mm-hmm. I wanted it. I wanted it to be as organic as possible. Yeah, because I think when you make things like you're looking for a profit or something, it comes off. Ungenuine. Yeah. So I wanted it to be like, so I put, I hate my body. And YouTube immediately emailed me like, oh, well, first of all, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. They don't live for that. Because they think that I'm self-hating myself or I'm promoting that you should hate your, like, uh, the, it's a computer that runs this shit. Dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. It's a computer, yeah. I low-key have to go through my YouTube manager to really get down, but I'm not about to go through all that for all this. So what I'm going to do is keep it the way it is. Yeah. The next episode will be very mass like it's just you know it's gonna go where it needs to go whatever because I'm not gonna put nothing that makes it look for the computer to make it like not right. damn recommendable but for that to be so impactful to get so many messages and stuff to be like yo I didn't know I fucking had this or I didn't know I fucking hated myself yeah. or like even people that I looked up to in fitness were like oh bitch well that's I eat. think a lot <laughs> of fitness people when you get to know them too like I mean Fitness is one of these double-edged things, again, Ooh, like a workaholism thing, where yeah. you're like, there's definitely a part you're that's like- You're trying to fill like, a You're trying to fill a fucking on. hole. That's, that's no yeah, shade. You're, you're chased in there with a, that's with a demon on your really, back, That's really, really sure. true. Like, I think people, like, when you get, like, obsessed with, like, lifting and running, mm-hmm. but, like, you're doing it religiously, it's almost mm-hmm. like you're trying to look for- I don't know even I don't know I don't yeah. say validation, but, like, you're no, looking you for are. some type- I think- oh, Okay, I well, think yeah. so. I mean, yeah. I would- I think- I mean, just- in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like there's definitely some validation, some sense of self-worth that you're it's seeking. Self-worth is all I was looking for. I also think it might have to do with a, a seeking of control. Um, I My understanding is a lot of like eating disorder stuff is about like dealing with trauma by like, well, my body is something I can control. Yeah. And that this one place that you can seize control and then that kind of spiraling out of control. Yeah. Because... Um, Oh man, it is like we're kind of bouncing back and forth, but that's the nature of this thing where it's like 
movement, living in your body, being healthy, being free in your body, trying to cultivate that, that is good for you. Yeah. It's good to pay but attention. But everything, you have to do everything in moderation. Like to, Yes, to, which is an easy thing to say, yeah. but it's also like... But when you have a goal, like I look... Like, it's when, tough. That's when body dysmorphia comes into play. Because even with working out, it came... It, with, for me, working out made it worse. Okay, so this is so recently. This is a thing I want to talk about because I I was saying before this, I recently decided to do for a little bit like a thing where I tracked all my food mm. and I was doing a bunch of these workouts. And I've gone through phases in the past a little bit, but this is the most hardcore when I done it. A mm. friend write me up a thing, and she does uh, she does like figure competition and stuff. Mm. And she's like incredibly good shape. One thing I've always liked about talking to her is this feeling that these people, like some of these people, have that this they look at their bodies and don't have this personal value association it's just a thing that you have and it actually is empowering to say like i can do this with it i can do this with it i can experience this and i've kind of had that myself too like sometimes i purposely have gained as much weight as i could got up to like 215 or something like that and was squatting a lot of weight sometimes i cut down to do tournaments and get as light you know what i mean but like to me this idea of like creating a relationship where I don't have to have personal moral value associations with this fucking thing I walk yeah. around in that I don't associate with so much of yeah. the time um, was helpful. And like creating, like even measuring the food and stuff, it gave, it was empowering partly for my ADD brain to feel like I understood and I could create some structure in my life. Mm. But partly because also I think learning about a little bit more about like just on a scientific level, like what are these things you put in your body? How do they affect? And then starting to look at your body, not as a morally valued thing of like, I'm a piece of shit or I'm so great or whatever, as just this weird organic machine that is an added up, uh, it's an equation of like your behaviors and your inputs. And that's it. Nothing worse or better than that. And to give you the sense that you can take some control over your life, which might feel, for me, feels like chaotic and impossible at the time. Now, that being said, I also feel like I hesitate to recommend that strategy to anybody because for some people, that nitpicking, that paying attention, that measuring can make it way worse. It worse. And I, when people came to me about that after the documentary came out and was like, you know, the dieting, everything makes body dysmorphia like disorder, it, it amplifies it because- you're doing all this work and you're like, fuck, the stomach's still there. Or fuck, I'm not gaining any weight. Or like, even when you do your skin, if you have like a fucking acne problem, oh, okay, I've been doing all this and it's still, you know. So, <clears throat> right. It's, it's, it amplifies what you're doing and what you're nitpicking about your body. So like, with me, when I start working out, and I like I start like I have like um, I take like uh, apple cider vinegar pills sure. and like um, my pre workout or whatever to give me energy and to curb my appetite. Um, but when you don't see like the results immediately, you instantly get depressed. I well, at least I did. I instantly got depressed. And I instantly got yeah like fuck it. I don't fuck want to do this anymore. Well, I I will give that advice to anybody. And again. I'm just hoping this is all received with this nuanced sense of like doing your personal inquiry before you do it. Because I, I, some, you know what I mean? Like we keep doing this thing. We can't help it in this conversation. Even where we talk about this thing, we're almost dancing around. We haven't talked about it yet. Like that hatred of yourself, this thing. And then you get into so quickly the nitty gritty of like, so I did the exercise and then this stuff about the exercise, but you're like, wait, 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 wait. What about this thing where we hate ourselves? So anyway, I hesitate to like, because 
sometimes I think people need to make sure they're in a healthy place with their motivations to start. Mm -hmm. But I will say that's a thing that happens to me. Everyone I've ever known is doing an exercise program and getting two weeks in and being like, my body's fucking, what am I doing? fucking wrong with it. And just, I, the, the, like it takes, the reality of like the idea of a lifestyle of like, you literally have to change your lifestyle. Is, is, yes. And I think also like, getting out of the idea of dieting or like, I'm going to go on this program for a while or whatever. And into the idea of like, maybe the jump start is, but just to cultivate a sense of like finding what you like to do. Like it's important for us to have a relationship with our bodies where we care for it. Like we'd care for a dog. Come on. You know, that's a good like way to a look pet at it. where you go like, I'm going to make sure I walk you. I'm going to yeah. make sure I feed you. Cause you won't be happy if because I don't. That's the thing. Like right now I'm on a meal, like a meal plan situation. Mm-hmm. Like people, like I have my meal preps delivered to me every week. Yeah. However, I'm, I'm cutting it off because one, I think that it's just, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too much mental with it. Like yeah. you have to like, these are the only things you can eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the week or whatever. And it's like, well, what if I don't want that? Right. What if I want to go? What if I want to make something? Or what if I want to okay. go somewhere else? Yeah. So my friend who's this trainer who was like helping me and writing these workouts for me and stuff like that. I uh, One thing I loved about the way she interacts with me is like she wrote me these plans. It was a lot of workouts and I had a lot of free time and I was kind of like trying to take control of aspects of my life so I could do these workouts like five days a week and I was tracking everything and whatever. As soon as some jobs came up and things like that, I was like, at the, I got to the end of the week and I was like, I got to be honest, I switched. I want to do more jujitsu, which is like, I really love jujitsu. And I felt like I was spending my physical time in a gym instead of like doing this thing that I love. So I was like, I got to be honest, I didn't fit any of those workouts in this week. I'm feeling really dumb and bad about it. Um, like, which would have taken like four hours a day to do that plus yeah. the other thing. I was like, I haven't been tracking my food because I have this work. Yeah. I'm really stressed. And she was like... The point of this whole thing is to make you feel more well and happy and and like peaceful and content in your body and in your life. As soon as it becomes something that's inducing anxiety or stress and making it worse, taking like I'm doing this to be healthy. I'm doing this to take care of myself. I'm tracking all my food. I can't eat that. I can't do that. Like you're, you've gone off the deep end now. Yeah. Now you're doing the opposite of what's intended yeah. and you need to know when to pull back and go like, no, 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 wait, I'm trying to make my life better. I'm trying to make me feel like, better. I'm trying to make me feel better. Not just for right now. And that's where I'm at right now. Not with, just for right now. Not just for right now. And that's where I'm at with this meal prep situation where I'm like, you know what? Okay. Let's do it like this. I'm going to not want a low carb diet. I'm going to go on a low carb, like a low carb lifestyle mm-hmm. where, um, I fuck with fries. I'm sorry. Yeah. I Hell fuck yeah. with cookies. Sorry. <laughs> I fuck with chips. So sorry, sis. Can't get rid of that. <laughs> so yeah. what I'm going to do. Um, but if I want a fucking burger, I feel like I've been dropping the F-bomb. I'm so sorry. So no, we much. say fucking shit. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm like, if I want a burger, I'm going to get one. But I can get one without a bun. That's not a problem for me. Like, right. why can I? I'm going to eat one with lettuce. And I've been doing that lately. Like, just yeah. three days ago. Like, started. Yeah. And I'm upset. Well, here's the thing. Yes, I think it's very important for us because this is this is part of the problem too. I do think our ideas, like even with the idea of like vegan people and vegetarian people, so many of those fucking people who like I I love them though. I love them. I I love them. I love them. But I love them. I love them. I love them. So like scared. Like no, 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 no. Of course they're great. They're great. Of course. But like, uh, I mean, and also a bias probably speaking as a former butcher, and I spent you know whatever. But like. If you get and everyone knows their body has to know their body. They have to like yeah. spend time with their body and everyone's system is different. But like 
it's a lot of it's rooted in bad food science anyway. Mm-hmm. And being like, what are we talking about when we say healthy? Well, because you look like a waif? Like, because, like, that's, like, you, you're, no offense, but you're, like, malnourishing yourself. You are. And, and if you, and there's a lot of science about, like, high-carb stuff. This is part of the reason it became of great interest to me. I take probiotics a lot now, mm-hmm. and I, I have cut back on carby stuff, because unless you're doing, like, heavy lifting, I don't think it's, I like, need great for the system. Yeah. But not even as, like, we only think of it as, like, oh, f- uh, is it going to be fat or not? Am I going to whatever? Mm-mm. Let's talk about insulin spiking. Let's Hello. talk about inflammation mm-hmm. and those effects on your mood because and wellness. That's the thing. Um, so, okay. So I used to like eat, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I used to eat like a lot of like pizza and or whatever, whatever. Sure. And, like a lot of carb heavy, like a lot of carb driven foods. Mm-hmm. And I used to get mad because I was like, why the fuck am I bloated afterwards? Because I drink a lot of water. Yeah. I drink a lot of water. Right, right. So that's naturally going to bloat my body. Of course. But it leaves Carbohydrate. Like, it's yeah. a carbon atom attached to four water atoms. Exactly. So if you drink, a, it's going to grab all those. So this is the fucking problem. So I used to like eat all this carbonated shit, but like carbonated, but like yeah, all right. this carb <laughs> shit, shit, all this like carb driven foods, but I would drink a lot of water with it. So then I'll naturally feel very fucking bloated for like the next two days. Mm-hmm. Like my bloat lasts forever. I'm sure. Like. And so I was like, I need to figure out a way because that will make me more insecure about my body dysmorphia. So I said, okay, what I'm going to do for myself and my sanity is putting all this control on what I'm eating is fucking me up. You know what I mean? Like putting all this, control, yeah. like all this, <clears throat> excuse me, this meal prep and all this, this is too much. This is too much. I love just waking up and being like, okay, do I want an egg and something or whatever? You know what I mean? Or do I want to go to dinner tonight or whatever? Yeah. And, um, and just make what I want to make. And I think that cutting back on something that makes me insecure like carbs, but still eating like a fry or like even if I want a sandwich, I'll do that. But like, so it's about moderation. Like I said, everything is in moderation. Like when it comes to working out, when it comes to like right. the way you eat, like fuck yeah, eat a bag of chips, but don't eat the whole bag in one setting. Well, yeah, says. I think it's funny. It's it's hard because it it creates this, uh, it, it's asking us to do this thing that's already difficult for us that I think I harp on this show a lot. It keeps coming up, but like to actually be an inquiry with yourself yeah. where you are paying attention and saying like, well, what do I want to eat? And not just that, but like, how do I feel eating mm-hmm. this? Like, and I think especially with carby foods and stuff like that, comfort foods, quote unquote, yeah, is like, food, they really, it works. It's, there's, it creates this feeling to me, at least like if I have a binge, like whatever that, and, and I, and I can identify later that it was definitely from an emotional place of like there is a feeling of it I I literally I don't even think it's like an accident that this is like the physical thing that happens you inflame you are inflamed it inflames your tissues you get the bloat whatever there's a feeling of fullness and like pressure from that and like warmth and and this thing and you go to sleep. It's so comforting. Oh, you feel so like a good. little baby. Oh, yes, baby. But and, you wake up like, oh, what the fuck is going well, on? Well, yeah. And you got, I think we need to acknowledge and be able to pay attention and go like, whoa, I am creating a drug effect for that's myself. How I, that's how I gained weight. Sure. Really people know. Because all my weight is really in my stomach. And mm. that's what I talked about in the documentary. I said, I'm not, I love my face. I love my body somewhat. But I hate, I loathe to this day my stomach hmm. because I really want to lose it because yeah. I'm more torso than anything. I have short ass legs, <laughs> but I have my torso makes me five nine. Yeah, so wow. yeah. I so I'm, I gotta get it together because I'm all torso. But I don't I don't desire to be. I think I had to clear that up too because I don't desire to be thin. Okay, and, well this is the thing because I think something that's tough for us to accept. Is and and this is I think where the some of the bodies want to be stuff comes in too is like 
who we are, yeah. and that's a very obvious thing to say. It's hard to accept who we are. But truly, I've noticed in other friends who have this too, I have this weird thing where you're like, the body you decide that you wish you had mm-hmm. is one that you will never have. No. Like, I'm like, I want to be like one of these like wafy, beautiful, perpetual youths who like always <laughs> look like beautiful in any clothes yeah. and like, you know, and you're just like, um, oh, that's not who you are though. You're never going to, you're not going to be like an androgynous, I think people like, also you know, think of, um, genetics too. I think people that's dis- what disregard that's what, yes. that. Like, oh, because gen- I, I remember this one health person that I talked to was like, oh, genetics is a myth. And I was like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely not a myth. I was that's like, absurd. my whole ass legs look like my mother's legs. Yes. And I was like, my torso is literally my father's no, same torso. genetics are a myth is so totally I was like, absurd. I was like, I'm literally the perfect mix between my short ass mother and my tall ass father sure so it's like okay um when i gained weight my mother is heavier mm-hmm. and her whole side of the family is heavier i literally my legs look just like theirs mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay but like because of my father being such an athletic person i can run and jump and dance yes. without a problem being heavy because it's genetics well well so and, and here is an important thing to i think point out is like I don't think it's an accident that we pick things that are completely different from us. That's not about actually wishing you were something else. Yeah. That's about wishing you weren't yourself. That's yeah. about not identifying that. And there are so many people I've I've met and know who would envy your genetic gifts yeah. like you know, like the power you have at your control, like the capacity, like when you get into like powerlifting and stuff too, mm-hmm. like a lot of it's about like your levers, yeah. like just about sheer mechanics. Like you, you are beautiful and the way that you can move is so real and, and powerful. Like, even some exercise, I can't do some exercises yeah. because my legs are too short. My torso is too tall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I I'm know, just I, not flexible I just enough think, for that. I do think it's helpful to like sometimes go like, there's always someone who wishes they were you, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, while you're trying while everything you're trying you can to, to get else. out of your shit. Yeah. So, but that's the goal with me. And I've come to that, that goal because my first goal was of course to be thin and be skinny and snatched and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then as I got realistic with my situation, I said, you know, well, hold the fuck up here. Let's really sit on and have a whole moment. Let's cry about it. Let's, yeah. you know, kiki about it because I actually enjoy being a bigger guy, and I didn't know that. Yeah, see, this is the, this is the way it comes. But it's always sickening. It, I'm, I, I actually enjoy being a bigger guy, being a little fluffier. It's so fucking sexy to me. I think it's actually kind of cute yeah. to have a little meat on you. Um, but I think with me, because I want it to look clean, and with um, when I mean by that, it's mm. where. I don't. I don't give a fuck about food. is amazing. I'm gonna always be a foodie. So I'm sorry. Of course, That's I not agree. gonna change. But. Let me put my frustration, that hate, that doubt into a workout. And let me put my stress into a workout. And now, now let's say, okay, let's, let's take the goal of being thin out of it. Let's put the goal of being just the best you that you can be. And the best you that you can be is being sharp, making, and that's not just not just exercise your your body, but exercise your brain, your work ethic. Like you have to low key make a whole three sixty when you want to go make yourself better and get out of this body dysmorphic situation. You have to think about mental health. You got to get into your physical health, and then those things will correlate with each other yeah. after a while. So now I'm like, okay, 
I don't want to be fucking a size 28 in pants, but I wouldn't mind being like a size 38 or like a size 35 or something because that's so, to me, that's attractive. That's amazing. And like from now, from being almost a size 50 to now down to a size 39, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Amazing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to keep going, but I don't desire to be like this pencil thing. I want to have a little meat. I want to have a little problems. I want to have like a little pudge <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I want to be able to still run and dance and just be fit enough to do what I love doing. Yes, living you know in your I mean? life, living in and, yourself. But I will I, say, I also say what you said about like taking that hate, taking that anger, put that it in your workout. workout. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't, you know, as you get deeper into it, I realize I change workout modalities because there are times when I was like, I need to rage. These are going to be angry workouts. But I want to but see. That's the thing. Why I asked you about because um, I watch all your workout videos sure, on your, no, thanks, your um, Instagram, and I was like. I'm obsessed with this. I think that was the first thing when we followed each other back, mm-hmm. like back a while ago and clever. Yeah. And I was like, that's the first thing that popped up to me. Like, I was like, oh, I love these like videos yeah. he does. And I was like, this this is before I even got into my journey. I yeah, was like, yeah. this is amazing. And so I actually want to like try a jujitsu. Like I want to try that. Yes. Because I I, I, Maybe good I at think it. that workout to me is like a playground. That's you know correct. what I mean, and that is that is how yeah. we should approach it, and no one does. Yeah, I think, and that and it's becoming more of like a okay, I do this because I'm good at it. Like, I can run on the treadmill. I can do lunges. I can do all that sure. shit. Or because I have to do yes, it. Because ha- yeah. that's, the, that's the, the basic shit. But I was like, I want to get into like, fuck it, I want to even do parkour one time. Like, I just want to say that yeah. I did it. Because I want to like, see what my body can do because I don't know. You know what I mean? And yes. I think if you keep your workouts, like I have a video coming up um, that I'm going to try out like laser tag workouts. Like mm-hmm. it's a place oh, that you can. That. I yeah, want to take Looks a video. Fun. I want to do a video there. And I bet it's a great like, where every time I've ever done laser tag, you just drenched, you drenched in sweat. sweat. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I want to take, I want to document that and I want to yeah. do that. So that's definitely going to be part of the docu-series for that. Let me know but, when you go. Maybe I'll go with yeah, you. Yeah, you come. So no, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I want to do that and I want to like, even our shit, like I want to film that too because I want to like show like, I want you to teach me something I don't know. Like, sure. I've never done jujitsu. I can't yeah. even say it for, correctly. No, yeah. yeah. So, so like, it, it's tricky for a while. But jiu-jitsu. I watched you do it and I was like, this is dope ass cardio, but you're like, you're working out these muscles. And I was like, you're doing yeah. like, but it's fun. It's like well, something so different. You I, know? I have some thoughts about that because what I like what you were getting into now is understand, is a truly holistic approach. This idea that you are a whole system yeah. and that like your brain is a physical thing as much as your body oh, is, definitely. the chemicals, and that they definitely influence I mean, that's what you said about the testosterone thing earlier about army stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing I noticed too in the past. If I go through phases of heavy lifting where I'm doing a lot of deadlifts and, and and squats and shit like that, and like you're working out big muscle groups like your legs and your butt, posterior chain, uh, you actually do start your hormone profile changes because mm-hmm. you have these big uh, stimulus, these big traumas basically that your body needs to respond to to help grow and heal faster. Mm-hmm. You start producing more testosterone. You start acting a little more testosterone in the mm-hmm. world. I've noticed I get hornier yeah, and I get yeah. a little bit more like bro. and really just starting to pay attention to that stuff and see like, okay, so there is, as much as I... Uh, have hated myself or my body or resent even the idea of reality or existence confuses me and I'm depressed and I have this question in my head of like, what the fuck is even real? I can do that all I want and, and never get away from the fact that it's still all going through a physical lens. It's still a physical organ in my head and the organ is no different than my heart Definitely. or my liver or my fucking quads, right? Yeah. So like you start to get in this holistic conversation with like, okay, so it's a whole system that needs to be in dialogue with itself. I can't go like, I'm going to split off this. Oh, 
uh, I'm not going to even pay attention to my physical health. It's just a mental thing I need to figure mm-hmm. out uh, and vice versa. I'm just going to get, so, sometimes with body positivity stuff, I think it it gets a little far in this direction of like truly ignoring oh, that no, like you no. will feel more positive about Ooh, your body. You went there. Well, Ooh, well you so went there. We, we should get in this. because that's some real shit. I realized recently coming back to the patio workout stuff again that I do and I've spent, I've my whole life, I've fucking hated my body. I was mm-hmm. like chubby as a kid. I felt like I was just a fat kid, you know, t-shirts in the pool, all that yeah. shit and felt like hated. To this day, I'll divulge my weird dysmorphia. I fucking, my nipples, I feel so weird about them, you know? Really? I'm like, they're fluffy and weird <laughs> and I gotta like, they're, I'm gonna look so bad in these angles mm-hmm. and just, we all fucking hate our bodies. You know, I hate yeah. my face sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, who is that thing? <laughs> and the weirdest thing is like years, even months later, you'll look at selfies in your phone or something that you're t- trying to get a picture for oh, something definitely. and then be like, why did I fucking hate myself? Yes. Like, I look fucking yes. great yes. in these pictures. Yes. I think that about youth a lot. Anybody who's outside of high school now, maybe 10 years down the road, looking at yourself in high school, there's, e- even if you like had acne or were chubby or whatever, there's a youthful thing where you're just like, I was beautiful. Why did what, the kid the fucking fuck hate himself? Yeah. Anyway, this holistic thing of being like, I realized the thing I've come to over years of trying different modalities and blah, 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 is that my favorite thing to do is go outside and feel what's going on. And this idea that we go, oh, am I doing cardio or am I doing muscle resistance training? Am I doing HIIT? What what modality? I do. I fuck with HIIT. It's all great stuff. But to me, this idea that we're splitting things up in these component parts, instead of just going like, your body doesn't know the difference between cardio and anaerobic. Your body just knows it's moving. It, it knows it's, it's breathing hard. It's breathing hard. You're, you're <laughs> like, asking it to this, do and something. And my heart is beating too fast. I'm actually sick of Sending this. flexibility, whatever. <laughs> you're just like, your body's just being a body, body in the is world. Be- I talk, <laughs> me and my best friend say all the time, we speak in like, I don't know if it's fourth person down there. Because uh-huh. we'll be like, oh, body don't like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we yeah. always, yeah. like, and we're like, um... I don't know if we get like too high or like too stoned or something, or like if you eat too much or something, you're like, bitch, body don't live for this. No, and I'd be like, bitch, yes. body, and it's, oh, oh, say like you eat something like when you know you're about to boop, like poop, like immediately. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, bitch, body, body wanna poop. Body, body is got over things this. doing. Body don't I want this. I think that's very appropriate to start that dialogue. Uh, the thing I always say about my body these days that I've come to understand is like, it's not me, but it is mine. It's, it takes about, it think, oh, she does her own thing. Uh huh. Oh, body does his own. That's why I'm like, yes, oh, girl, body true. don't live for this. Body <laughs> do not live for this. Because it's like, um, it's a little, you're literally a walking organ, literally. And it's like, you have to, it's your brain controls, you you control your brain, but your brain controls the rest of your body. Yeah. And like, even think about it when you sleep, you're not in control. Your body's doing what the fuck it wants to right, do. Right, right, right. So you think it's, it's doing the same thing when you're awake and conscious. So, of course, when you eat something, like you could probably eat something that I can't, and you know, or, vice versa. It's probably vice versa. Yeah, and I mean, like my like, guts are like miserable. I'm mine like, are too. I pay like, so much attention. I mean, I'm trying to do the probiotics. I can Metamucil every day now. It's a fucking godsend. <laughs> I, will, I will tell everybody in the world it truly Metamucil. It's just psyllium husk, I guess. But yeah. like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, if you have any weird gut stuff. I mean, we're not hiding anything or being ungross. It's all yeah. uh, the poops that you are so great. I oh, mean, I love poops. I, yeah, dude. I no, mean, seriously, I tell people all the time, like me, life changer, life changing. And I tell my friends, like, I absolutely love. It's a good thing when my food can digest in like two hours. I'm like, I have to poop already. I was mm-hmm. like, I love that. That mm-hmm. means something is going okay in here. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, I mean, it depends how it's come. Like, what's the true. the quality of those it's two hours true. later? I but, mean, I've realized things. I should, I should, this gets gross but like you know I gotta be careful like sometimes I'll eat salad and then I just see salad in the bowl like, and I'm oh, like this is 
Well, I don't okay. know if that's good for me. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know nobody list for that. Um, <laughs> but no, that's real shit that you have to like sit down and think about all those kind of things and really get into like if you really want to like as far as body dysmorphic like things, if you really want to change the way you look or like even first of all, make sure you're doing it for yourself. Yes. Okay. So this is the thing. I switched off of I was doing this bodybuilding thing because it was fun. And honestly, part of the thing was I was like Part of my real thought was like, I'm making a, a real run at this, uh, re- reapproaching my life and career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I'm going to be somebody who still does on camera work, like, let me treat this a little more like my job and yeah. just acknowledge, even if I don't agree with it, I can change the norms once yeah. I've gotten to the position of power and say, I don't believe in that. And I hire different people. But if it's still going to be, I just don't want to create any barriers for myself in this industry. So I was like, let's just, uh, let's just really approach it and do it. Just get as snatched as possible. Like, let's take that off the table. Yeah. But as I got into it, the funniest thing is like as when I when I got again switched to go, I'm heavily gonna do jujitsu and then go play around outside and do what my body feels like doing, stretching, moving weights around, having fun and moving. But especially just jujitsu, because jujitsu is like you're doing a thing. You're like getting good at fighting. You're like you're problem solving with your body. The weirdest thing is like even though probably my body looks quote unquote better, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> when I'm doing bodybuilding and cardio, whatever. I feel a million times less shame or fear about it, about being, you know, taking my clothes off, whatever, than I do when I'm doing jujitsu because I'm focused in the jujitsu on my experience of my body. What can it do? What does it feel like? How am I living in it? And it's no longer like... It's, it's, I believe, drawing me into alignment with it mm-hmm. instead of it just being this fucking curse, this suit I need to wear around that is too heavy mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, I don't know. I think if you can, if you can ask yourself, honestly, when I go to exercise, I'm quote unquote trying to get healthier, approach my dysmorphia or whatever. If you are truly doing it based from a place of like how you are feeling, mm-hmm. how you are paying attention, are you doing it to create more joy and sense of possibility and gratitude of like, thank you, body, you can do this. Yeah. You carry me around the world. You allow me to taste food. You allow me to see art and hear music. Like, thank you, body, for this. Yeah. Feel the sun on my skin. Yeah. And like, then do exercise and from there, mm-hmm. oh, damn, I can run. Oh, damn, I can like, the way I, I do, heart I, can beat. I look at exercise like I want to see what my body can do, yeah. which is why I'm interested in doing different workouts because like just the traditional gym shit, you get bored with that. You, know you what I mean? do. Like, I think you do. And it's funny because I, I was doing such traditional stuff and I hadn't done traditional shit in so long that it was actually really interesting for yeah, a while. And it became really meditative. And so that's why I'm like, I want to try different people's workouts to see what my body can do because I don't know what I can do because for so I was a fat kid. Like, I don't know what... I, I'm, but the funny thing is when I was a kid, I was very interested in gymnastics. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering how he get back into that. Cause like I was, I could like yeah. the thing I could like flip and like, like the little tables, handstand shits and all oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I could do all that. Now you can't catch me, but, uh, but that's only because I think you could get that back though. I'm no, I, I know I can yeah. though. It's only because I was so active as a kid. Like I was so active and I was so skinny, but like, depression and all the other shit like added so that I gained so much weight so now like my body is like cute but now when I work out it's not hard for me to work out because like well, I know I can actually do it my body knows it can do talking it talking about that a little bit because I think like uh, about shame about that the feeling of shame that prevents you from going to the gym or you've mentioned earlier like like being feeling judginess or something from other people it's the, it's the shame of like I don't know you'll look and you'll go to the gym you look at all these fit people and you'll be like okay I feel like I'm being judged because I'm just not working. I'm just not starting. Like, I can't run as fast as this person on the treadmill next to me. Or I feel like I can't run as long as this person on the treadmill next to me. So I'm like, oh, this is too much. And then you get into your head about like, okay, 
I'm I'm coming to the gym all the time, but I'm still not seeing a difference. Mm. But I've noticed too, like people will see a difference before you do, and I'm like, really? Because mm-hmm. I I'll tell you to this day, I'm like, I still feel as big as I did when I first met you. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I you. I, but it's like yo no you're not like you're actually very small like my friends to the day they're like bitch you are, you are getting small mm. and I'm like okay you're, are y'all being just good friends or like what the yeah, fuck because yeah. I'm like I don't know what you're talking about Yeah, but it's like you have to step back and look at yourself and give yourself props like yo like you're low key really doing this like yeah and so and that I think is something to celebrate yeah is you can really understand that like but the thing we're celebrating isn't like oh my body was bad now yeah. it's good no it's about your ability, your to, ability to control stay strong and to really do make it. choices yeah. and change things in your circumstances based off your choices that's empowering yeah. not the arbitrary horrible like moral value that mm. our culture associates I think like that's the thing to make sure that you're acting from like yeah. are you acting from a place of personal choice and interest in affecting some change over your circumstance in life fine great please also, learn that power i'm also secretly i'm also when you like working out and stuff i'm also like low-key interested to see how well my body can look and that's just of really course. i'm low-key I like i want to see how though. good like i want to see how i want to see the translation for myself so a low-key makes you more like yeah okay, i gotta go i gotta go but do even to that do. that's like you're you're approaching it from a positive uh, like to me like you're approaching it from like a sense of play yeah of, like i have this one thing that's what really, can i do with what it what can i do with it yeah like no no different than putting a fucking makeup on or, or dressing no nicely no different i think if you're acting from that place that's healthy and actually fighting dysmorphia i think the problem is the people it's like taking who, control of it yes it, mm-hmm. actually let me segue briefly i was gonna add yeah, this thing definitely. because i've been trying to incorporate these um these uh articles or whatever and that control is like a nice thing uh so this article i got from a website psychcentral.com and it um basically uh it's We'll get into it. seems off topic, but I think feeling in control of life may be the key to staying young is what it's about. And basically, there was this study, and they were studying um, elderly people who live in like retirement homes and stuff. Uh, and they said research suggests that a younger subjective age, or when people feel younger than their chronological age, is associated with a variety of positive outcomes in older individuals, including better memory, uh, performance, health, and longevity. Said Jennifer Bellingtier, PhD of Friedrich Schiller University in Germany, who presented presented her research at the 2018 American Psychological Convention. And basically the new research shows that having a greater sense of control over their lives may help older adults feel younger and that in turn could help improve their cognitive abilities and longevity and overall quality of life. So this idea being, okay, that basically the quote unquote feeling of being young, which we're talking to a lot of young people or whatever, who I think we can all feel very old, but we associate those words to mean tend to be like uh, old is like not liking yourself, a bad thing, degrading, not whatever. And that young in this sense will be like, just say it's meaning like in your body, feeling good about yourself, uh, feeling sharp mentally and physically present and healthy. And this idea that this thing I thought was so interesting and related to this idea of dysmorphia and how we are um, approaching it and approaching our bodies, just the reality of this study saying just the feeling of being in control can add so much to your mental well-being. And that like to have an objective look at that and that being like that demon though is the thing that you can chase and can get corrupted and saying like, oh, well, I'm going to chase that control feeling of wellness and it becomes a neuroses. So it's like to me, being able to be honest with yourself and dance that line between like, am I, am I, because 
this is what's tough. The body positivity words and the, and the things of mental health, like the world of mental health. There's so many things you can use to masquerade. Like with the body um, eating disorder thing, there's a thing they say, if a, if a teenager has a big change in diet and goes like, I'm only vegan, I'm only raw vegan. And they have all these moral reasons and quote unquote health reasons that they bring up to you. Um, they say to parents like, uh, that's fine and maybe true, but if that happens, just pay attention because I mean, we live in LA. How many people do you know that use like, oh, I'm vegan as like an eating disorder excuse? Yeah. So nobody gets on them and says like, yeah. I'm worried that you're don't, you, don't you know, wanna, you don't I don't know what's going on, baby. You don't you don't like you don't like what you see. But we have this language available to us now to masquerade a, a potentially toxic behavior as yeah. a good one. So this one of like control. Oh no, I'm being healthy. I'm just getting control of my thing how you got to make sure you're being honest with yourself that like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're in control. You're not just trying to like deal with like, you're not just like, you're like suppressing something. Yeah, You're not perpetuating that you hate yeah. yourself with this behavior or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But that's, but that's what body dysmorphia. Like you really also, it goes hand in hand damn near. Cause it's like, your body dysmorphia low key comes from suppression and yeah. it comes from depression. So you're like, you know what? Okay. Oh, you said that in your I video and that, I yeah. love that. What was it? It's like suppression is depression. Yeah. Like suppression. It goes, it's like a, like an order. It's like suppression, then depression, then body dysmorphia. Like it literally goes just like that. Yeah. Cause you're suppressing the fact that you're don't like something. Then you get depressed about it. And then now you just hate fucking everything. Right. So it's, that's literally, that's how my step was at least. And so, it took a while, and that's the thing. I want to make sure that I Damn. make it clear that it's not easy to get out of this. And let me make that hella clear. Like, this is going to be a journey. I don't give a fuck. I think if arguably think, lifelong. Yeah. Yes, because I will go through this for, I will be going, I will yeah. suffer from this for a long time. There's no medication you can take about dysmorphia. You can go to therapy, you can talk about it, but it's still something that was going, it's like, that's why it's good to make a lifestyle change. Because yeah. for me, I'm going to always have to be healthy. I'm going to always have to be on top of what I eat. I'm going to always have to be on top of working out and being fit because I'm going to always have that haunting thing in the back of my brain of like, okay, bitch, now listen, we could have these burgers. We could fuck this up. But do you feel like being depressed later on because mm -hmm. you look like you feel big? I don't have time for all that. Well, and here's the funny thing about that too. If you're eating, and, I, and burgers actually think are like one of the things that actually macronutrients might be bad. But let's, say that, that let's say that bun and that ketchup has a lot of carbs in it mm -hmm. and you eat those carbs and they create this insulin spike and that insulin spike also creates like inflammation in your brain, which is a real thing. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, just not getting like too crazy, but like it is true that Carbs create like more inflammatory effects. We all get bloated. We feel like inflamed. Your yeah. tissues blow up and are literally bloated. inflamed. But that's happening to your organs and stuff. And if you have any kind of food allergy, that'll exacerbate that. Or if it's something that's hard for you to digest. Or I think with carbs in particular, even like the quality of, of your food. Like if it's a really, like if you have like a, if you have like flat pasta made from like actual organic flour from Italy that they like grow it the way they used to. And you, yeah. that pasta usually doesn't bother me, but I eat like gross processed, like GM, all this, like all the nutrients stripped out. Like they genetically modify, not even GMO, but like the breeding of it in the seventies, they changed wheat. So you get much larger, the germ in America, the wheat germ part of it. Um, the part we actually turned into flour grew like bigger. So you get bigger yields and they could like make more money off of it and also feed more people. This yeah. is when you get into food and politics of agriculture oh, well, once you get into industrial agriculture, it becomes kind of tricky for me because obviously a lot of it's really fucked up. Mm -hmm. But the other reality is there's like twice as many humans on the earth as there were in the 70s. Hello. And like they need to be fed. And so when we get into, I mean, the point I was trying to make, and I'm getting off <laughs> rail. We went but like, there. Because it's yeah. all one thing. It is. Is, is that like 
food affects how you feel physically and as a result, like emotionally and how you feel about yourself. So if you eat that burger and then you later get that voice in your head that says like you ate all this uh, sugar and carbiness in the bun, maybe that's what's triggering it with the inflammation. And then it gives you these more depressing, mean to yourself Mm. thoughts it's like there's not an I think this about our country politically honestly mm. is like if you look at the food that is available at a cheaper level and even if you it's it, all it's all trash trash I mean there's these there's this um study I read about a uh, years ago about I think it was the Pima Indians uh, who I think are in Arizona or something like that and they did a study where like uh, it's in a book called Good Carbs Bad Carbs or something mm. like that basically all food is not created equal not and all. and all carb is not created equal and that like with simple carbs um this uh, and this is a common story. I think of actually. I think it has to do with like, uh, uh, like colonial genocide and and like just basically principles of institutionalized control mm-hmm. and suppression. Where like they native people would be given all this cheap processed food and like um, flour and you know processed canned lard and things like that. Uh, and they'd tend to get off or like sugary drinks. And this is like poor food in the country in general is like, and and just sold it and marketed to and given it and they get away, the native people would get away from like what were um, their traditional diets, which were like usually much more protein heavy and, and, and fruit and vegetable heavy. See, and, that's the thing. You know, like I fuck with protein. Yeah. I yeah. fuck with protein. I fuck with fruits and, and veggies. And I think that and I'm, and I'm learning my body yeah. through all this body dysmorphia yeah. shit too. Well, th- this is the interesting thing is when they switched some, some, there were instances of these Pima Indians of people being living in a caloric deficit, like not, or no, the book's called Good Calories, Bad Calories mm. and being like eating less calories than they were taking in, but still becoming obese because of the mechanism of inflammation and insulin spiking and the way fat storage works in the body and it requires insulin spiking to work. So if you eat, you know, and this whole thing, and you realize nutrition isn't just uh, uh, it's it's political in the sense that like if if most of our country, including the not poor people, just people who are marketed to this garbage food that's mm-hmm. industrial available, like yes, this is normal good food, these soft drinks, this carb heavy food, whatever, and everyone's eating that, and everyone's got upset stomachs and bad gut bacteria, yeah. so you're not making serotonin for your brain, and everyone has inflamed tissues, so you're 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 getting like more depression, um, which is what happened. They've done some studies of like depre- uh, inflammation as a depression uh, oh, wow. cause of depression. If everyone's eating that way, is it any wonder that everyone's pissed off and mean and yeah. voting like an asshole and like electing these hateful people because they're just so toxic and aggressive? That's very true. Like, I really wonder what would happen if all of society like was suddenly eating like fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. and, and just just good quality, not yeah. like even to get like any just what that would do to your mood and your brain just to have like better gut health. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I just, I'm just saying that because I think it's like interesting to think like it's a chicken or egg thing like we we associate moral qualities of like i eat this burger i'm gonna be mad at myself as a moral failing later but maybe maybe some of those thoughts originate just from a chemical reaction of eating the thing how that nutrition affects your brain Mm -hmm. and then you start having these depressive mean to yourself thoughts yeah that there is like i don't know it's something to consider this is something yeah so that's that's what i was saying like but you have a really good point as far as like the moral compass of it. But it's like when I eat like a burger, say if I do get a burger or whatever, but you get a lettuce wrap, you'd be like, okay, I feel better. Because yeah. one, you feel like you're not guilty like by eating this carb or like knowing that you, because there's no shame about your like destructive choices, quote unquote. I think that one thing I'm still working on and I'm still trying to get together is learning, learning my body, learning what yes, makes which me is hard big, to do. learning yes. what makes my, what I, what gains me fat because 
my friends that can eat a whole truckload of shit, but I can't. Mm-hmm. But why do I get bigger than they do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. goes down to metabolism, what my metabolism likes to break All down, what it doesn't. Shit. Yep. And so I'm low-key taking that step with, okay, let me see how bread does. Well, let me see what the different with bread does for me. Yeah. Because... I fuck with like a chicken sandwich or whatever, but what if I just eat the patty and like veggies and be cool? Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And so far I don't get the bloating feeling. I don't get the, the being feeling really heavy. I don't get the feeling of like, Oh, I'm depressed. I feel like, yeah. Oh, that was a good meal. Oh, I, wow. I, like I, I had Chick-fil-A yesterday. Yes. Had Chick-fil-A yesterday. Shouldn't had it, but like I had a chicken sandwich with just so lettuce, good, tomato, um, and, um, pickle mm-hmm. and i had like some fries because i you have to get fries dude fries are so good you have to so but i had that after i ate fries it, also don't have gluten and i think gluten is like not not to like be the oh gluten but yeah. gluten i do think is even if you're not allergic to it i just think it's harder to digest to digest yeah, yeah. because and i think yeah once i ate that or whatever without the bun without like the excess shit and like and just maybe like a cup of water with it I felt literally after I ate, I was like, I feel good. I don't feel bad. I don't yes. feel bad for eating that. Yes. And I was like, my body doesn't feel bad. Like, I feel like I actually ate a nutrition. Like, my body felt like this is good. Thank you. you yes. Know what I mean? Well, paying attention to that is, I think, every, and I will say on that note, I do, I would recommend trying if no one's, if anyone's out there hasn't tried ever switching to a diet that's, um, Basically higher carb, or sorry, higher fat and higher protein. Oh, no, that's good. My aunt uh, recently, she's lost like 70-something pounds on keto and like, and not just that, which is like a high, high fat diet and like almost no carb. And not just that, but like I've gone through phases and it just like, your my mood feels better. You my feel cognitive so function much improves. Better. Your brain needs fats to be happy. And to I'm, like that's be, what I'm trying to get. So yeah. like now... Um, Eat more like I want to eat like more chicken stuff and like like go back to eating burgers again, but like eating like um just a way of eating that's more clean for my body because right good for, for my your body, body is, yeah for my body is not maybe good for yours so right. it's like I want to find and I'm doing that with keeping the obsession with food because I fuck with her heavy mm-hmm. but I have of course, to find I, a, agree. I have to find a way to make it like okay how do I fuck with this food but like when I go out to eat I can't have I, I shouldn't eat that because I know it's going to fuck me up you know yes what I mean? well I think as you get older that gets easier too just because like <laughs> your tissues are like when we joke about this like gut health and stuff like that there are I, I really have had enough times now where I'm just like. I just do not want to deal with how my stomach's gonna feel if yeah. I eat that thing that's gonna taste real good right now. But it's I mean, gonna fuck me up. I, you know, I haven't been drinking this year, and it's been like that. That's I amazing. love drinking. I love it, and it's. I would say the only thing that's yeah. fighting my health journey, the mm-hmm. only thing that me that like is like a Mortal Kombat match, mm-hmm. is weed. <laughs> I am right there with you. That's the oh, only yeah. thing that fucks me yep. up. I'm getting munchies <clears throat> so hard oh, lately. Oh, the munchies are lit. I don't Dude. know what, I'd be like. If I get munchies and there's ice cream in the house, get over. the fuck out of here. I don't care. Oh yeah, and I've been I'm doing like, it a lot lately too. Like, oh no, it's like <laughs> the only thing, because I can control myself and I've noticed that I can control myself against cravings. So, sober, like I'm, I can do it like, oh, without yeah. a problem. Like, weed? I'm like, I don't, yeah, but no, once uh, weed comes into play. Yeah, I will say oh, this, I, the, the nice thing at least about weed is like, because I get this, I get. I think I get munchies when I was drunk too. You get like oh, yeah, drunk you definitely get munchies and when you're drunk at too. least like, at least with weed, you're only getting dealing with what you eat and yeah. not like the alcohol really is like sits in your body. Yeah. And talk about, talk about like the, the carb, the insulin spiking mm. thing and how it affects your mood. 
um, alcohol just gets processed as sugar in your body. Oh, wow. So when you, that's why a lot of times if you get super drunk and pass out, you like, you'll wake up at 4am or 5am and be like, I'm awake. Why am I so awake? Mm, cause it's cause your body broke down into sugar. Okay. Suddenly gets this burst of energy. Cause it's like, I got all these carbs. I'm awake now. I'm so awake. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. and that's also why I think sometimes even not like, um, drinking, if I have a day, like I just fucking go cheesecake factory and get crazy yeah. or like whatever, eat a ton of sugar. I, feel like hung over the next yeah, day yeah, yeah. my knees hurt and my elbows because yeah. I'm such an inflammation response and it's the same as like drinking alcohol and getting a ton of sugar in your body oh wow and then what you're talking about too like the insulin spike and the sleepiness and all that stuff it's all just because it's just you're just drinking sugar water basically oh wow so- I also noticed like my face more like when I stopped drinking like I think it's just less like general bloat in my face and- I don't understand I fucking hate the bloat in my face but that happens when I eat a lot of water and bread and together because yeah. they go together and they sure. soak up each other if you drink and- a, just a lot of water though and start cutting stuff out I do think it. I, I do water is one of those things you just be like everybody just hydrate I joke I say it all this, I'm like uh, self care hydrate water is just so fucking good for you it's it not is. so obvious but but I fuck with her heavy but also she can't get you bloated too but one look one good round of cardio that water is like that water sure. is gone oh yeah I would say um also uh, and of course with the caveat of like not that it matters your yeah. self worth has nothing to do with if your face is like bloated or not yeah. today whatever but if you are looking for strategies yeah <laughs> no but um the the, the with the weed thing I've started like I just I realize especially when I'm high there's like just textures and things I'm looking for yeah. you know and That's so, so I've started to substitute like, want, we, we say in this house we say I just want something in my mouth uh-huh I just need something in my oh, mouth oh yeah I don't know what it is I can't tell you what it is but I just want something in my mouth the texture so, and a feel I need I just need a fry but I don't want the taste I just need that Yes, just that you know what I mean, and I'm good. Then I'm yes. good, but it, yes. but then it happens when. So what I do now is when I go grocery shopping, I anticipate my. I turn like my high brain on, like yeah. okay, let me find my high brain. Where's the THC in my body? Let me think about it because I know what I want. What I'm on when I taste. So like I got like banana chips and shit. Hell like, yeah, I fuck with her heavy. But that's how, so that's what I try to do is I now because I know fucking ice cream is my shit, and yeah. I'm like I just fucking need ice cream. Like um. I literally just have I like a stick blender to make like smoothies, uh-huh. you know? And so I keep like frozen fruit, which is Ooh. like at least has like fiber and stuff. Yeah. You know, there's still like sugar in it, but so it's, like, high, it's like so I'm Ooh. high. I dump that in, I dump some like cake batter, protein powder, so and, and it's all cr- it's and like you, ice cream. You, you, and it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's so sweet and cold, uh-huh. and that's all I but want. I still creamy. to this day. <laughs> I still get a bag of Doritos to this day. Dude, Doritos are so fucking good. So I would just get one bag though, but I'll get like um like and a fruit th- cup. You know, like, like, also like thanks to Trader Joe's and shit, there's mm-hmm. like better versions of Doritos. Yeah. Yes, if yeah, you want is. you can yeah. still get the same like Doritos are very it's good. the texture thing but like if I want something sweet sweet but I don't want to like fuck up my diet or whatever then I'll get like I get like the fruit cups mm-hmm. and like just get the ones that have like actual fruit juice and not the high yeah. toast fruit toast corn syrup or whatever right, right, right. and that shit is bomb I'm Dude, like I'm good. good I think if fruit as long as you're eating like fruit uh, as fruit yeah like there's there's some studies too about like I, I saw what about basically like if you took the same nutrients as that's in fruit just by themselves it like hits you with sugar and fructose and fructose is like not a very good sugar for you for your body um, but if you eat it in fruit, there's some mystical, magical, like nature <laughs> mystical, quality magical. where like it actually just doesn't affect you the oh, way, wow. like if you just took the same amount of fructose and just ate it like syrup versus like eating it in the fruit with yeah. the fiber and the micronutrients. I don't know. I, I, I think, I think we're like, it's pretty clear no matter how much sugar, whatever it's like, 
if it basically is what it was on the earth, yeah. like it's probably fine. Yeah. Like, and yeah. the further down the line of like fucking with it that yeah. you get probably, that's what keeps you fucking. Damn, up. we're going strong. I could just keep doing this. I kind of want to, um, <laughs> I think I should like, like sort of shift into the, okay. my six questions. Definitely. part. And I think, because I wanted to talk a little more about dysmorphia specifically. So maybe that'll be part of the, this first, the first question. I gotcha. Um, do you want to pee or anything? Do you want to pee break or anything? Yeah. Okay, oh, well, I think so we're doing good. good. Usually I take a pee break right now, but I'm like, oh, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so the first of my six questions is always like, have you ever been diagnosed with uh, anything like with mental? a mental thing? Like I have ADHD and depression diagnosed, but as we talk about this, like I've never talked to a doctor about it, but um, for sure I think dysmorphia is something, I mean, I, I have it so fucking much still. Yeah. It's like, because I think we were, we got on this a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to revisit it maybe too, is about like that the voices, no matter how good, like kind of don't go away. Yeah. There's a feeling like, there's a feeling to me like um, if I ever think I'm done with this, I'm mm-hmm. done with my depression, I'm done with hating my fucking self or whatever, that's when those voices will come back with a vengeance. And the point is to develop tools and new understandings of yourself to deal with it. Um, but anyway, I just relate to that. So yeah, my question is, I, do you have, what do you, what do you got? So, well, when I was in college, I just uh, discovered I had anxiety. Okay. Um, I had an anxiety attack at a movie theater mm. and I was like, I was like super duper cold. Um, I turned really, really cold. I couldn't stop shivering. I couldn't like open my mouth um, to form a sentence Mm. and just shaking. And I had to, when we got in the car, I turned the heat on full blast and I was still freezing cold. Um, So I don't know what triggered, to this day, I still don't know what triggered my anxiety that day. Yeah. Um, But it happened again. Was it with friends or by yourself? I was just with my my boyfriend at the time. Mm. And um, then when I got. Where were, where'd you grow? Where were you? Where was that? It was a movie theater, but it was like in Ohio. I was oh, in you're Ohio. From Ohio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not right. from Ohio. I'm from Michigan, but I went to school in oh, Ohio. Gotcha. Yeah. So Midwest, though. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, I had another one when I was in the bed, randomly sleeping, and I woke up to an anxiety attack, and I was like, mm. "What the fuck is happening?" So, but I haven't had one of those episodes in a long time. So it could have been stress too, because I could have just my me and my ex were just terrible. Mm. So it could have been that. Um, but um, yeah, so I have that. I have anxiety. I know I definitely have like, I'm, I'm claustrophobic. Oh yeah, I'm claustrophobic. The fuck phobic, uh. bad though. To the point where, um, even when I was a kid, I couldn't sleep with the covers over my head. Um, I can't uh. do that to this day. I don't fuck with that. You like then, okay in elevators and stuff like that? I'll, yeah, I, I depends. Um, like small elevators. Oh girl, please. I'm like okay, let's right, right, up. Right. Let's get over with. Um, it's to the point where when I like. Like roller coasters, like roller coasters that like lean back and like like you have to lay on your back. I'm having a full episode because yeah. the bar that comes down and like you can't see this way. Yeah. I feel like I'm trapped somewhere, so I can't do that. But I will. But it's like, can we hurry up? Let's like mm-hmm. let's let's start moving. So once I'm start moving, my brain registers like, oh, we're not trapped. Okay. Right. Um, I can't get like towels over my face. Like I can't wear like those masks that go like half here. Cause like, oh, I'll cover up your nose. Like, oh yeah. Cause I feel like I'm locked somewhere. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah. Cla- I have claustrophobia bad. Like if I'm like playing like wrestling and stuff, that's why I used to freak out in chokeholds. I, it's not the fact that it hurts. Of course that, this... but also like, I feel like I'm trapped. Like, I'm freaking out. If, uh, you do ever decide to try jiu- that's like very much jujitsu is like, if you have claustrophobic problems, mm. it just, it might not be for you, but yeah. it also might be good for you in the, in the long run. Cause that's why I love jujitsu was I ended up, um, long, I'll just do the long story short version is like it became a really easy metaphor for tools for my real life like mm-hmm. depression anxiety whatever when someone's trying to choke you that's such a claustrophobic fucked up feeling that like is like very literal and real especially in the somatic sense of like someone 
And in jiu-jitsu too, like the first time, like wrestling in general, I guess, but especially jiu-jitsu because someone's trying to tap you out is like when you're with someone better than you've never done it before, the feeling of true helplessness and being like, oh my God, like any fantasy I told myself ever of like nothing could ever, I would just never agree. I'd fight all the, like that's bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. you can get out. It's a scary feeling the first time it happens. Ultimately, I think very healing feeling because of ego death and just learning to accept things you can't control and whatever. But in life, when I get those anxieties and depression things that like really like the whole world's closing in, mm-hmm. knowing through jujitsu that I learned like, okay, well, I know how to calm down here. I know I only make it worse when I freak out. I know that like I can start working my escapes. What tools do I have to try? What techniques do I have to try? And urgently, because I'm the longer I stay here, the worse it, it gets for me. Yeah. But urgently but calmly and like yeah. specifically that's why like i couldn't play like when we do like we like try to dunk your friend and like no way can't play with that could i freak i'll have a whole panic attack a whole panic. and even though i know you're not trying to hurt me it's just like the the pushing my head down i can't control gum back up oh, I'll, oh I'll, I'll die i'll like literally one come so up breathing he, it heavy. does feel like attached to this idea of control of like how much can you control Kinda, yeah but i want to break it so bad i want to get over that so bad i don't know how but it's very claustrophobia is such a mental thing it's a heavy yeah. mental thing this is do you feel is it connected to, to dysmorphia for you at all the reason i'm asking is like mm, just this, the parallel I that i am drawing i mean obviously I, I think it's hard to see anything that's not connected to anything else but you know, dysmorphia, uh, in my lived experience and just what I feel like I've heard too, is it creates a sense of like, you're stuck in this thing that you hate, like yeah, this you thing that's you, it, but you, yeah, but like you're in it and it's there and it's oh, part of you. That's me. Wow. Yeah. That's some deep shit. I know, that's something some, to think about. That's some doctor feel shit. Now I'm, now I'm sitting here thinking like, what the fuck? Maybe that's low key. Well, maybe I'm like <laughs> claustrophobic inside my fat or something. I don't know. I mean, that's, I, I feel uh, I, I, I've actually described in the past a lot of my physical practices that are the best for me are basically just about making my body feel less like a prison. Yeah. And so on top of that, I have ADD. And then on top of that... Oh, yeah. Do I you? Have, mm-hmm, I have yeah. ADD bad. Yeah, I have a um, are you taking anything for that? I used to when I was a kid. I oh, that's my next question. Is like, do you take, take any medication oh, for any of the stuff no, or therapy um, or anything? But I did therapy for ADD. Yeah. I did therapy. Didn't help? Mm-mm. Still too much. Still can't keep a track on brain. Um, I I feel like I have something else, but I just can't think about it. I know it's claustrophobia, ADD, anxiety. depression, anxiety. Yeah. Okay, so like the, the typical like brain shit. You know what's funny is I because I, I, but see the thing also before you about to get into that. Yeah. Black people do not get into mental health. Okay, so, I want to talk about this. So that's why I've had people ask more to yeah. like uh, I got messages like talking about cultural influences. I had somebody yeah. like Australia ask no, me like we like, don't like black people do not believe in mental health for some reason. Yeah. Um, because we're scared of it. We're scared of doctors and being told that you're fucked up. And it's like, oh no, I'm just this is just a this is just a ticky ticky boom. I'll be okay. Mm. No, you, you call it ticky ticky boom like boom. That. Yeah. Like okay, but it's like, but it's like yes, you are fucked up. It's okay. Um, your brain is it works differently than others, and you know that's interesting because that does oh, culturally I'm dyslexic make sense too. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's the thing. My sister's that. Oh my, my sister's God. that. Yeah, I'm dyslexic because yeah. I can't. I can mix up words, and I can. That's why I like public speaking and stuff. I think I have a stutter problem too. I really am fucked up, but mm-hmm. but I embrace it. Trust me. But it's just like. I think that because um, my brain produces thoughts faster than my my mind, my mouth can move. I relate to that. So I stutter a lot. Um, and dyslexic would be dys- dyslexia because when I read, I can jumble up letters and flip them around. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I've actually was in class like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, but I can read good, but it's like, 
it just comes when it wants to. I know what you mean? So that's why I was not good at math and stuff because I'm too. I'm too. It's too much. This is too much. My brain sure. can't literally break my brain. I used to go like to hardcore tutoring, and my brain literally just could not grasp. I know graphs and all that. Uh, it needs to be plain and day. So yeah. So yeah, I was in special ed as, as a kid. Interesting. Um, for majority of till like ninth grade actually and oh. almost in college mm-hmm. I just cause my brain just can't comprehend a lot of stuff for some reason that's so interesting cause like that's a, that's like I'm not gonna go as far as saying like oh that's so tragic but kinda is like I think there is a thing in this country of like there kind of is one way you're allowed to be smart yeah. you know and if you don't fit in that it's yeah, like we don't know what to do with you yeah. And I get it. I get like the realities of like where we're at society wise trying to like catch up. Like we could be doing agriculture and education and health so much better. But it's frustrating because you're evidently a very intelligent person you, and you're you. very creative and present and like that's my, thoughtful. My parents are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents raised me. So my, my birth parents are like, we're not close, but um, do you know them though? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, okay. like, yeah, my, me and my dad, like, hey, yeah. um, but we're just not close. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't have nothing against them, but like foster care and stuff was a whole. It's a lot of traumatizing that happened I in my bet. life, so um, that has a lot to do with my mental health. So, um, yeah. But fast forward, my parents are fucking amazing. My grandparents that raised me are fucking amazing because they are black. Um, powerful people like my granddad is a president and CEO of a multi-million dollar company wow. and my grandmother is an optometrist um, so I lived with that and I lived in like people that are hella successful and like how they break down shit and like I was raised in a household like um, great or like you're going to work you know what I mean so like yeah. you look, look at school as like you're going to work but have fun but like yeah. look at school like so when you come home like, we're like your bosses like this is my report girl you know um, um, but my, my granddad as punishment used to make me sit down and like do 100 words in dictionary mm. and learn it like and write them out and like study the, de- the definitions yeah. and he'll sit me down and like this was my punishment for fucking up in school I get a whooping still too, but still. Um, Would you really? Oh yes. Oh, oh how do yes. you feel about? I mean, that's, how do I feel about whoopings? A million questions about this. How yeah. do I feel about whoopings? Um, mm, I'm and, divided because really? this is the thing. Do I believe in like putting your hands on your kid? Not for real. Not honest. I don't. Of I'm course, not gonna do it with my never. kids. But because my grandparents are from the fucking 1950s and shit, like this is yeah. you know that's how they were taught. You know so. They thought they thought that discipline was to put your hands on you. However, I had the best of both worlds. My grandmother was the with a heavy hand. My grandfather was not. He did. My grandfather put his hands on me probably one time when I was nine because I was just doing. I, I was just a badass little kid that didn't listen. So he yeah. just probably popped me one time with a belt. My grandfather, other than that, yeah. to this day, has never put his hands on me. It I was think that's always important. he was always the one that fucked me up mentally. Like. Mm. I'll take your TV away. I'll like, sure. I'll put your. I gr- oh, my granddad's like the king of putting you on punishment. Which is, I think, also much more reasonable. Like, yeah. Like, when you're but a my kid, grandmother, like, my learning grandmother, that like you're gonna lose privileges is like you know. Help, but like you know. me and my grandmother, like she didn't like traumatize me like with whooping or anything. Like she didn't like whoop me to the point where like oh my god, I'm I you know I had bruises or something. Not at all. Yeah. It was very much like a. Um, Boy, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is like, sure. th- she looked at it as, that's why I'm like 50 50 about it. Cause I'm like, I get it, but I hate it. Like, I wouldn't do it now. Like, I know whatever. What but my grandmother doesn't even whoop, my grandmother doesn't even whoop my little cousins that are terribly bad. Mm-hmm. They're good kids, but like, they're, they're loud or whatever. But she doesn't yeah. believe in putting her hands on them like that for real anymore. But, 
And maybe that's just maybe she's just she's grown she's out changed. of it. Like, yeah. you know, you know what? I'm too old for all that. And we're yeah. not going to do all that. Well, I think um, when you're younger too, there's like more impulse. Like, yeah, to- I think it was definitely some things were impulsive with her too. But like, she it was more of a way of teaching me. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you do something consequence, I guess. Yeah. Um, more of a like, let me get to you before the law gets to you. Yeah. And so it was like. Because police will beat, because I'm a black man, they'll beat me first. Yeah. So she was like, let me show you what they will do to you on the streets, whatever. But she didn't beat me like that. But like, you know what I mean? Like my grandmother never beat me. I never got beat. My mother did, which is why I was in foster care. And my with my Nana knowing that I got beat and like actually beaten and pushed downstairs and stuff, yeah. she never would whoop me to the point where I would feel like I'm back there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she knew like, okay, baby, don't need that. This is my, still my baby. I'm not going to, but she, it was more of like, this is, you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. And my grandmother, after she would whoop me, will always give me a two hour talk. She was like immediately, Context, and she'll let me cry and whatever, and be mad about it. And she'll call me downstairs, and we'll have a whole conversation over like marshmallows and like some Cheetos or something. Well, that's, and we'll that's actually, and she'll, like, she'll like, this is why I did this. You know, what I mean? I'm not yes. doing this because I hate you. Well, I did that- this because this is wrong, and you know, I don't want to. She's like, I, I hate put my hands on you. I don't like doing that. It hurts me more than it hurts you. Believe it or not, and this is what it is. She's fucking like my grandmother. I used to hate. Like, why would you do that? But like, she will always like take me out to like we'll go shopping after I got a weapon or something. Like, not for me to like reward me, yeah. but more of like. I still love you. No, but I think this what you're a, describing you know what I mean? is so fucking important to talk about that. Like, and I you know, obviously super ignorant about this stuff. I'm a fucking white guy. I've grown yeah. up, you know, with that privilege my whole life. But like, even the distrust of institutionalized ideas about yeah. health or quote unquote normalcy, you know, yeah. like uh, neurotypical, there's no, so much of that is um, without the context of the social constructs of race and, and the, it, and the political implications. Like it does. Well, you just said about your grandmother being like, I think she's worried about the real consequence for you as a black man mm-hmm. and being like, if I don't incorporate this to some degree, to some degree, I mean, and then the fact though that she follows it with like a ton of dialogue oh, and co- you know compassion, yeah. I think changes the 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 thing, it especially does. for a young mind. Like I think that's the if you are beaten with no context or communication or whatever, what like dude, you're gonna, gonna get fucked up your whole life. Up. Yeah, yeah. But, see, I'm not even a violent person like that. Like I'm don't like if I don't if I'm not confrontational yeah, yeah. or anything. Um, but and also, I'm like, not condoning this, obviously, with what I'm saying. But you are creating a context and an understanding around this that's very different. And I think it's very different. I think that people need to talk about that because we have a big thing about like whipping your child and like how just that's just so fucking terrible. And I was like, I understand that to a certain degree. I actually agree with what people say about that. However, coming from a household that my the male in my house did not touch me. My grandfather did not make me feel less of a man by putting his hands on me. He would literally sit me down and tell me, you did this. This is I'm disappointed in you. Him saying he's disappointed in me mean hit Ooh, me way worse yeah, than somebody hit me with a belt. Disappointment it was like, is a because million my grandfather was like, like my fucking idol. You know what I mean? And it, because it also implies a belief in you. Yeah. Because my granddad is so fucking dope. And like my granddad is like a big ass powerful guy. Like when I walk into his office and you have all these people working for him and they like look at you like, we don't want to piss you off because you're the you're my boss's like kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And for him to still treat me like, you know, like he was a guy that took me to baseball games and everything. But, and when I came out, he was like, cool, so what's for dinner? I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so this is, so from here to say like, I'm disappointed in you, it was like, whoa, all right, I'm shit. I feel like mm-hmm. shit. But my grandmother, because she's a woman, a black woman, yeah. that was raised in the civil rights activist, like, 
days. Yep. Whipping her kid was more of like protecting them. Was like, okay, before they fuck you up, let me teach you how to, to act because I don't want them. To, I don't. I don't see my kid behind a jail. Yeah, that's what their mental thing is. But now. Like current parents are like, well, no, I want to make my like me and my friends are like friends or like whatever. It's like, and it's like I get that way, I get that way, but I low key liked the way that my grandmother raised me because it was like my whippings were not in vain. We were not. She didn't whip me for no reason. She didn't put her hands on me for no reason. She didn't mm. like just hit me just because. She would just always. It was a sense of respect and it was a sense of love. It was like, yo. Let's talk about it. My grandmother, actually, my grandmother sometimes would talk to me before she whooped me. It was like, before we wow. get to this point that you know you want to get to, let me tell you where you fucked up. And I'd be like, oh, okay, now I understand. Interesting. And then after I have this, we go through this whole whipping situation, um, and she'll sit me down and we'll be like, yo, like, you know, and she'll tell me, like, I love you, but that was wrong. And I don't want to, I don't want to see you do that again. You know what I mean? And so now me and my grandmother are fucking closer than ever. Yeah, it's it's like there's a true sense of like Try, really wanting you to understand how to exist in a society and that's why she's with so other proud people. Of me making this kind of thing. I'm 24 and auto, I, live, I moved all the way to California yeah, by myself huge. and having a whole career that I'm running, you know, a business. Right. And then, and she's like sitting back like, wow, okay, we did a fucking good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I tell them all the time like, yeah, y'all did that. They and did. my grandmother, and I can talk to my grandmother about my sex life, my love life, my mental health. She yep. actually asked me like, you know, what's going on with your body dysmorphia? What's going on with your like, wow. Oh, no, she's a, no, like that's why I'm like telling well, so like, that's, so what's that? Uh, Cause that's the question I wanted to ask too, like with your grandparents, cause you said the thing about that in, you know, black communities yeah. that you don't feel like mental health is a thing. Were you, was because it different for you specifically? It was different for me, but I know a lot of people that's in the black community, that's like my black friends, whatever, yeah. that don't have that same support. Yeah. Which why they grow up to be hatred or self-hated to themselves or feel like, you know, op- oppressed. Because yeah. that's a, in, in the black community, there's a such thing as oppression. Of course. So that's why it becomes, that's when the broken homes, the broken families, it goes oh, deep. Yeah. The so, whole thing, hurt people, hurt people, heal people, yeah, heal people. That's what yeah, it is. And know, my grandmother took a broken child that went through foster care in a court system from a, a woman that literally used to beat the shit out of me mm. and let me get molested. It's a whole other situation that I'm Oof. coming. Oh, it's like, yeah. But she took that kid and paid thousands of dollars to the government to get me out of foster care. Oh, which, was, is all, which is fucking is that, crazy. And I'm, I'm your own blood, but I have to pay to get you out. Oh my God. Um, took the kid and nurtured me to what I am today. And that's why I'm like, when people ask me like, oh my God, you're so fucking cool and you're so fucking down to earth or whatever. And it's like, you would never know. My, my past is fucking terrible. It's traumatic. Yeah. But because of my dope ass parents, they they gave me a dope ass childhood. Like I had dope ass friends and I traveled the United States with my parents because they had power to do so. And they showed me a different way of living that, to help people like my grandparents literally literally their way of living and literally their their um, livelihood is helping people my grandmother mm. you do you know what mills on wheels is mm-hmm. my granddad yeah. is the president CEO of that wow so he literally goes door to door helping people like, he like made citizens. a whole fucking career he, out of yeah, like literally just helping people. people so it's amazing you know what i mean so like which I, is amazing because that's like that's what you're doing and that's what i do i mean like i do think it's it's a radical act uh, in general to like when you're open about your your fucking troubles, like I think it inherently creates humanity, uh, and, humanity so. and possible for healing yeah. uh, for every for people who hear it who and see themselves, and especially being double oppressed, being black and gay. Mm. Um, it's important for me to preach and like have a platform. Be like, okay, yeah, I know we talk about pop culture and shit, and this is fun and this is amazing, but like, there's real shit going on, and like, yeah, always. 
I want that's why I'm trying to preach mental health too because I have a predominantly I have a predominantly I have a really big white audience to be honest mm. but I have a nice black audience too and I have a, a like Latina audience a Latino audience and I want to like merge all of it together yeah. so well, like I, I definitely think um it's definitely seems i think it's worse than marginalized communities because of what you said there's like less space in society for you to be fucked up yeah to be allowed like yes. like it will punish you for being anything outside the lines way worse than it'll punish a white person mm-hmm. but uh but uh, definitely in american culture in general there's definitely like a huge stigma still around yeah. like admitting you're fucked up at all admitting things that you happened crazy. years ago still fuck with you and you know being able to process those out yeah yeah, so that's why it's important for me to make these like, because um, I'm doing a documentary soon about my mother and like confronting her on camera Great. and it's a whole situation. But it's only because I want to show people that foster care that you can make it out of foster care and be successful as the fuck. Please do you that. Know what I mean, because the system is already fucked up alone, and like I even want to adopt a kid out of foster care. Like that's one of my things. Yeah. Like so, I'm thinking about that's such a weird. I was literally talking the other day my girlfriend about that because we're not looking. I mean, I don't we, probably gonna miss the like having kids window. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also like I have no interest to right me now. Either. And part of the reason is because like. I definitely don't feel worried about us perpetuating the human race. Like there's fucking plenty of fucking people on this That's planet doing it, yeah. and there's plenty of people who probably could use. And also like, this is the, this is the, just me being like terrible, but I'm like, I don't know. I just, babies aren't like puppies are cuter than babies. Yeah, and I can, I'm like, I can manage the puppy, but, maybe but I a can find, like, human, a little like a, human. Yeah. But like a cool, like eight year old or something like that. I can I'd be like, that. Hey, let's just start hanging I out. Can I'm going to help you out through life. That. I can fuck with that. <laughs> I'll just feed you and just try to help you chase your dreams. Yeah. And it'll be yeah, great. <laughs> that's why I like mentoring people that's really no key like it's yeah. just like but I do like once I settle down and like whatever I do want to like adopt a kid out of foster care because I understand like that I want to do what my grandmother did for me to someone else well it sounds too like you have a something feels similar to my situation in the sense of like my family my sense of like what a family is mm-hmm. is like all different like marriages and remarriages and siblings and people you know like whatever and like family really is like who shows up and who sticks around and you know who you commit to and so to me too, there's something about like, you can, you can make family, you can be there for somebody in their life and be their family in so many ways that aren't just fucking squirting out a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's very true. That's very, very true. And but, probably more necessary. Yeah. Probably more like. And so now like my family's like very close knit and, um, you know, we all, we do go through shit. De- yeah. Definitely. You guys are, are you guys like expressive? Like with like, my family's like very close knit and very explosively expressive. Yes. Yeah. My, I think this is an important thing. and Christmases are loud. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the house is just loud. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I love every piece of it. Do you ever have, I don't, I, if I like, sometimes if I ever brought like significant others or one of our siblings, somebody brings a significant other, oh, we, it oh, is like a oh, fucking shark tank. Shark tank. <laughs> oh, we lift. I hate and I loathe <laughs> bringing somebody I'm dating to, like for like um like holidays and shit yeah oh that's oh I'm, I'm scared for you yeah I because know. I'm like it's so sink or swim yeah it's like it's like you find out real Easy. quick if they're they gonna don't hang fuck or with not you. like either you click or you don't that's literally my family and they'll let you know you'll feel the energy yeah. in the room yeah. like it's, it's funny too because there, there's a little bit of that for sure and for me ours also I almost think it's like insidious in a way where like they just don't act different for no, you for so it's like we're gonna be our same weird loud this, this weird shit yeah. of like <laughs> family just my family is just so crazy and I love it because that's where I got it from yeah. but like you walk into this like there's more of you kind yeah. of situation yeah. and then it's like yeah. you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. oh y'all all act like this and then it's like <laughs> okay so that's why when I'm dating I low key try to find people that's exp- like themselves like you have to yeah. be yourself and you have to, if you can get through me 
you'll be all right with my grandmother because my grandmother right i told my grandmother i said you turned into a gay man when i came out <laughs> <laughs> i told her i said like you low-key came with like she is like she's into it like she's yeah she knows some of the lingo she uses it and i'm like uh, oh my god I'm amazing like, so what happened so if you can get through me you can get through my grandmother you're fine you're yeah f- you, you've made it because yeah. everybody else will fall in line or whatever it's amazing yeah um land heels will just keep tied into that do you ever try any medication or therapy or anything that with uh helped you or didn't help you or anything related to mental health stuff um i well i had to take ritalin when i was a kid how did you feel about when you were a kid yeah what was that like now. as a kid um my grandmother hated every piece of it yeah I didn't know the severity of it, but like mm-hmm. my grandmother hated it. So she fought the therapist and like yeah. proved to the therapist like he doesn't need How it. old are you? Like 10. That's young, man. Yeah, on Britland trying I mean, to I dumb start, myself I take down. Adderall now. I take like, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, I was on Adderall too. Now. Yeah, and I, but I didn't start taking it ever in my life until I'm 32. Mm. And I can't imagine, it, it has been very helpful for me and I, I've been learning so much more about ADHD since getting uh, diagnosed and like, re- and it's very fucking helpful to realize, oh, it's a real thing. A lot of my behaviors I thought were just personal, like a million people have them. Great. And the, di- and the medication helps. But for a kid, for your brain when you're a kid, cause I take like small doses and as yeah. a 32 year old, like fine sized man, it's like, wow, this is a real drug oh, that you're taking. And my grandmother, Hey, that's why she hated it so much. Yeah. Because she saw what it did to me. She was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not even expressive. What the fuck is weird? What? Like, I was a zombie. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, she was like, you don't need this. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking need this. And my grandmother and my grandfather, like, low key, high key, trained my brain or, like, helped me to believe in that I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm 24 and been off that shit since I was like 11. Yeah. Um, I can have a civilized conversation and be focused. I can yeah. be focused on what I need to do. I'm just focused. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I didn't ever need it. But that's crazy. That's psyche, though. That's yes. it's uh, funny well, how psyche I, I, can work. It's funny because, um, I mean, this little notebook I have in front of me has been part of like with ADHD stuff. So first, yeah, I took medication. It was like night and day. It's fucking awesome. But it doesn't take long to realize, okay, all this is doing is making me able to use tools better, but I still need yeah. to use tools. I yeah. still need habits and practices. Yeah. Like I make a, a to-do list every morning and just oh, putting a list of things. I with, start sometimes it'll just say dishes. It'll even say like shower or like just yeah. like even, you know, just because otherwise I'm so overwhelmed me. by the constant input of my own thoughts in the universe that I just kind of freeze up sometimes and then yeah. don't get anything done or get lost in my phone scrolling this through the same two apps or whatever, <laughs> three apps. Me. Yes. Oh my God. So I don't know. So just like so I need figure to, out I, strategies. I will say one thing. My ADD still fucks me up is my organization skills. Oh yeah. Fucking foul. Fucking that. foul. Fucking yeah. trash. So yeah. I think that I need to work on that. But now you know I have friends that are amazing. Yeah, you get like they help sport. me out. And yeah. I'm like you know what? Fuck it. Thank you because I'm yeah. not good at this by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. All right. Cool. Uh, let's go to question three. What's something uh, that's cheesy but very inspiring to you that you find inspiring? Believe in yourself. Just that idea. Just that. Yeah. It's so fucking Disney Channel. It is. But it's literally amazing. I know. Like, believing in yourself and chasing your dream is like the most Walt Disney thing you could say. But he had a... Yeah, it was very true. Like, once you manifest something... Like, I met... Girl... Let's talk about that. What do you mean? Like, like, how does that show up in your life? The house we're sitting in right now. Yeah. Nice place, by the way. Thank you. But this is like... This was a dream. This was a manifestation. This was when I was 14. I said, I want to be a fucking YouTuber. 
this is before YouTube was even a thing. Like, yeah, we're talking 10 years ago. So yeah. you're like right on the, f- yeah. when it's popping. Yeah, so I was like, I want to fucking live off this shit. I want to be able to make my own content and live off of it. Like, that's fucking crazy. Um, and I chased it, I chased it, I chased it, even through college. Got a degree about it. And I was like, what was the degree? Like communication uh, broadcasting. Yeah. And I said, I really want to, got a bachelor's degree. And I was like, I really want to move to LA. This is 14. I want to move to LA. I want to have a nice ass place. I want to have friends that do the same thing I do. And we like literally just create. 10 years later, here we are. Yeah. And it's just like, if you really, really believe it. And now, even to this day, now I have a new goal. I want to be well respected in the music industry. Um, be able to hire people to get people jobs. I want to be able to help um, people that yeah. are, don't know about themselves and inspire them. I want to be a big-ass inspiration to people so they can fuck it up and then yeah. I can pass the baton to someone else. I think that helped that what you just described... Well, two things. One, I want to say, like, what time frame? We're talking about 10 years. This is only 10 years. So now at 34, hopefully, I'm in that predicament. But that's, I think, important to point out for everybody. Like, a dream, quote-unquote, a belief, a vision you have to hold takes a... Oh, you have to, it has to be honest and it has to oh, be true because he's going to have to sit with you a long time. Because I don't have a million subscribers like everybody else like that I'm around. Quote unquote but, everybody yeah, else, right? It always you know feels I mean? like it's everyone. However, yes. my engagement is so fucking amazing because it's core people that really fuck with me. I heard a thing one time like before even new media and stuff like that, they yeah. said all it takes is like a thousand true fans. And you're good. If you, like that was in the days of like who will buy, if you're a musician, they'll buy you the albums yes, you put out. That's the real shit. Out, and that can, you can have a life off of you that. You can have a living yeah. and I'm like I'm so okay, and that's I feel just, that way about um this podcast. Yeah. There's like a, a a decent amount of folks who listen to it, and a very small amount who like contribute to it uh, monetarily. But that small amount is you might not think you're significant in the world, but, but it's know. like the the waves that people make um support in supporting you. And and what you said too uh, has been a newish thing for me, getting out of my own head, my own pain, my own like nothing fucking works out and blah blah, blah nonsense. Part of it was. Being like, no, I, I want to help people. I want yeah. to be more generative to my family yeah. and create opportunities. I don't, I can't do any of that if I'm always broke, yeah. always yeah. like, and that's the thing. oh, nothing right now, works I'm, out. And now I'm in the point in my career where I'm looking at different ways of revenue, mm-hmm. where it's just like, I need to not be comfortable with one stream of revenue. I need to be able to like branch off into other shit that mm-hmm. I'm actually really kind of good at. So it's like, well, you show me like your so clothing merch, lines. My merch great. is coming out, and then like, um, I have like a thing where like on YouTube now that's just like Patreon. Yeah, it's like you can do different perks. But like now, I'm using that tool to make an exclusive show for my show that's already big on my channel. That yeah. we have an after show where I'm very intimate with with my my tired ass army. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, I love that. But like, <laughs> tired ass army so, so good. Um, but it's an exclusive show. I don't want to even take, even though. If it gets big, that's a lot of money for me. But that money is going towards production cost. Yeah. So like the documentaries I want to make and like hiring people, that money is not See, just going to be I really admire me. that too because like uh, – And I'm very I, open about that like with them like, yes, please pay for that because you're yeah. going to pay for well, And also there's nothing stuff. wrong with like – there's nothing wrong with – you got to take care of yourself. Oh, definitely. Like you got to be alive yeah. and be well. And yeah. like, dude, I mean I don't – I can probably count on one hand the number of friends I have that like have savings or any kind of like yeah. future. Yeah. So like this is something – that's totally, what, and that's what and that's this kind of like making merch and like doing like the the crowdfunding situation. That's money saved for me, and like brand deals and stuff like that. That's money that I'm putting away. Like 
and that money's not even necessarily all going to me because I'm taking care of like my little cousins and brothers Great, and stuff yeah. back at home and like making sure their life is okay. Yeah. So it's like, and I mean their parents are amazing too, but I'm just a oh, fucking yeah, you're good part ass of, cousin. Yes, you know what I mean? Of course. So, um, and I want to give them a nice ass childhood, you know? So that's my drive is to make a shitload of money. Yes, for me, but like to help other people. Like, and when I hire people, help them families. Like, and that's funny because just the. I think that's real. I think that's, that's real. Like, real. even my cinematographer, like the person that films my videos and my graphic designer are up and coming people in LA. Like, I yeah. don't have like the greatest person that everybody goes to. Like, I want to find, I like to find people that's like me, like yeah. that has a dream. I mean, that's dude, good as fuck yeah. what they do, but maybe they don't have the numbers to back it up. Sure. That's okay. Well, that, that, that passion and that community is so like, I mean, I had that realization. I think I've always known I like, you know, I did theater first. I knew I just wanted to tell stories, make Mm -hmm. movies and stuff like that's what I always wanted to do is that TV stuff and falling into doing this hosting and some of this new media stuff that happened and just realizing, oh, there's other outlets and I have a voice. There's things to do. There is this part of it that was like doing a short film stuff we put together last year and just looking around at this great crew, people working for like, we paid them, but like, cause I always try to pay people, like even if it's just a little, I think it's important to pay people. Um, But I was like, this is really what I want to do. Isn't just me alone you know, talking into a microphone or a camera is like, I I want to like have teams where we build together and we take care of each other and we create bigger things that we couldn't do alone. Yeah. Just, I don't know. That just feels like more objectively vital to me. Like being a group, doing something together. Yeah. Yeah. Being generative. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, uh, Oh, four years. How about, uh, what's something dark about you? Ooh. Yeah. Um, It's going to be, Whatever you want. It can be as dark as you want. About me. Dark, 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 dark. I just bring it up because I'm like, I think we pay a lot of attention to like, we're like, oh, we're so great. We're hopeful. We're doing stuff. Blah, blah. I mean, I guess this whole thing has been about like this yeah. true d- dysmorphia dark, and this feeling. of like Because, you know, this would be no good without evil. Um, that's a good question. What is dark about? Because I'm so open. So I'm like, I'm trying to find what's so dark about me. Yeah. Like what? I guess dark does imply something that you keep in the yeah, dark that you try to hide. Yeah. Um. I like this. There's I thought, I thought to think. going into um, this. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I will say this. I think that it ties into body dysmorphia because I, I was open about it on this video, mm. which I never, may mind you, once I premiered it to myself and my close friends, we watched it on that screen over there. And I never watched it again. I haven't watched it since I released really? it. I don't have time well, for all that. That was a lot of energy. Yeah. A lot of energy. Um, but something dark about me is that I'm still fighting with feeling attractive mm. and feeling sexually attractive yeah. enough for myself for other people. Yeah. So even with talking to guys now, like I'm like, this is amazing. However, if I feel like you're way too cute, I feel like you're out of my league, I'll shut it all down. And so That's um, I get intimidated by hot guys and yeah. like, and I'd be like, wait, why are you talking to me though? Cause I'm like fucking disgusting. Oof. And that's not even trying to be funny. That's like on some real deep, dark yeah. shit in your brain. That's like telling you like, that's what, that's where bias market for me really fucks me up. Like, yes, the food in, like, stuff, romance. yes, the exercise and stuff. It's the romance that really fucks me up. That, yeah. that makes me more depressed than anything. Cause it's like, I'm like, I'm a dope ass person. Like, if I could date myself, it'll be fucking amazing. However, that's even that's like a good It's a good way to yeah, it's a good point. start. Yeah. However, it's like, but I'm attracted to like 
really cute people and I'm like wow yeah. you're so fucking dope but like and if they do give me attention back I'm like oh this is not real oh this has to be sympathetic Ooh, or yeah. this has to be like you're just doing this because I don't know like it has to be a motive it can't just because you find me attractive right and that's dark that's some real shit like I, I don't feel that like, I think there's a thing you like feel like you tricked them or something yeah like, like wait a minute I can't be the, I don't know about so like it kind of makes me feel like I have to step back because I'm such a sexual yeah. being. I'm very, I very sexual get to that, the point where it's, it's a fucking problem. Like <laughs> me and my friends call each other creeps. I'm like, we're creepy people. It's, uh, that's like that, you know, like, uh, yeah, I like to fuck. I got a fucking problem. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I like to fucking have a fucking problem. Yeah, I fucking um, relate to that hard. But I do. Like I fucking like. But I also relate to Drake. I was related to like the sex so good I should have to fuck for free. So <laughs> I live for that. I live for that a lot. Um, but see, that's the thing. So like a person that is very very over very over right. sexual but yet not confident enough to pursue have you crazy? had i do know what you mean have you had uh and you don't have to answer this i mean this is a very personal i just feel like it, it resonates with me is like have you had partners or like people in the past who like made you feel really good or really beautiful mm-hmm. or really i have because that to me which I, is why i have confidence now to date i yeah that's like my body doesn't more feel fundamentally shifted as a younger person mm. i remember after um i mean this i i, I hesitate to even say this because it sounds so like it's the real shit, obvious though. or what or like maybe not healthy because i don't know what the fuck it means it's mm. just my experience yeah was when i lost my virginity mm. and the girl and i we loved each other i was yeah. like i was in a relationship one time and honestly after that i after someone fucked me and mm. who cared about me mm-hmm. i was like Okay. Okay. I'm I like, must, I must I be felt, something. I felt like okay being naked yeah. and stuff. And there are things like um, like now because of that person, um, and because he was like significantly thinner, way thinner than me. He's like so he had like a swimmer's body, mm. and we were together for like almost three years. Yeah, and like didn't think that would I didn't I always used to question his motives. Like he used to tell me like why are you so obsessed with you being bigger than me? Like that's not a, I love I like you for you because you're like fucking amazing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Really, but the sex was really disgusting. I, you know what's funny? And about I was that like, too? "Ooh, yeah!" yeah. That's why I was like, Ooh. "I was like, wait, how though?" Because I feel like I'm a big ass fucking whale. And I was like, "How do you make me feel so like comfortable with this fucking disgusting with you?" Oof. But it was, and he's so fucking small. But it was, it worked. But now, fast forward. I mean, oh. when you're saying it objectively, it doesn't sound weird. It sounds like that's how it's supposed to work. It's <laughs> See, like that's amazing. But like now, fast forward, I'm like. Like now, oh, you see, I don't wear my clothes. I don't wear clothes around the house at all, and I don't matter. It doesn't matter who's around. If yeah. you're here, I'll be like, "Hey, me too." Um, here's draws, so <laughs> don't care. Um, but I had it, because of him, I got there to the point where I'm like, yeah. "Oh!" And so, like now, talking to guys that are really, really cute, I somewhat now, and because of working out too, mm-hmm. I feel more confident. Like, oh no, I know I can look. Oh, seeing you, had, and it's like it's almost like <laughs> the flip coin of it is like. I can only get better from here. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep working out. And it's like, you yeah. don't want to miss it. You know what? Does that make yes, sense? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because I think once you've, this is the funny thing, because we're talking about things that like are, shouldn't, because okay, I think the baseline of mental health is like, we have to like do these things about like, you're not your body, obviously. And once you can separate those values and truly believe and understand that like, okay, these are just constructs or whatever. Yeah. I think then if you have healthfully dealt with it, you can use kind of like quote unquote unhealthy things mm-hmm. To Put bolster together, yourself, yeah. Yeah. And, like I don't know. I think it's about like this whole like no kink shaming thing. Yeah. You know, like if you're into like 
uh, rougher stuff or whatever. Oh. Like, like that can be in polite society. It's not kosher. Yeah. And like, obviously you don't abuse people in real I life. I absolutely blah. adore people that have kinks. And I yes. actually tell, like one of the things with my friends, we ha- I always like, act, it can like, be healthy. It can I'm be like, empowering. I'm like, what do you live for? Like, and I, and that's yeah. so funny brought that up. Cause we literally, like we all get high, we get stoned or whatever. Mm-hmm. We sit around this very counter and we be like, okay, so bitch, like what do you really get into? Like what's something that you would never <laughs> tell somebody? And, then, and we're like, oh my God, it's so fucking dope. And then you like, and then you like secretly like, okay, low key me too. And it's just amazing yeah. to do that. So like, and that boosts your self-esteem, boosts your <laughs> confidence to be like, you know what? There's people out there that's low key fucked up like me. Yes. Low key fucked up. Yeah. Dude, that's good. That's, that's like as good as tired ass army to me. It's like, just low key fucked up. Low key fucked like, up. Low key fucked up. Yeah. Cause we all are fucking low key fucked up. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, that I just think that's important. Maybe I, I always think that too, about like in trying to be honest not making shit up just to blow smoke at people's asses but like if you can truly compliment people like i just think there are some people like sound bites in my head that yeah. like at the when they said something nice to me and this is why i think it's like within the context of bedroom stuff or whatever is is can be so great is like and this is i think getting to like healthy sexuality mm-hmm. too is like if somebody has if if i can look back and remember a thing that someone said to me that was nice, that made me feel good in the most vulnerable context possible. Like, damn, they don't even know how much that affected my whole life. And I try to think about that in reverse too. Like, which is another reason why it's so important to be like, just like loving with people in vulnerable situations like that and kind and like not use people is because like, that has such a potential to obviously hurt people. Everyone has like horror stories about like terrible hookups or whatever, Mm -hmm. but also like it's such an opportunity to like almost sometimes like those hookups with like sort of randos or new people and they say something or do something nice. You're like, you have no ulterior motive that I carry some of that where you're like, I don't know if you can do that for other people in your life. That's like, can be a real gift. Yeah, Cause with people that's like low key depressed and like hate themselves, you low-key need a a sense of reason of why you're talking to me. Yeah. Because I hate myself. Why do you like me? Right. So that's just, yeah, it's yeah. nature. That's beautiful. All right, great. Thanks. That was a fun one. Uh, okay, we're almost there. What's the last gorgeous thing you saw? It's the last gorgeous thing that I saw was probably that Cardi B thing up there that I bought. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, so they made this called... It, they, I think they're called Idiot, Idiot Art. Don't be mad at me if you if I got your okay. Instagram ring wrong. <laughs> um, I saw this at the... Um, the shit on Melrose, that's like the the the, 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 the trading post. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, they, that's they, fun. That's flea market. Yeah, that. it's great. And they made this by hand. Cool. And what's um, it made out of? Like uh, acrylic. What's the word? Not acrylic. Yeah, like acrylic, acrylic. and um, yeah. What's that shit that you put over uh, like shellac? Shellac yeah. situation. Um, and they draw it out and they paint it and they put a shellac coat over it, and make it shiny like that. And like if you look closely, like the lips are like glittery. Ooh yeah. Um. And like the earrings are glittery. For people who can't um, see it, it's uh, Cardi B's face. What is her, that's, like, her, that's a cover. Album art. Album, which one? Album cover. Yeah, which one? Which the album was it? The very first one. The very first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I thought. And she and I, that was, I had to get that. And then this thing over here that I bought from um, the Trading I love Post that. Also, I've been looking at this whole time. Yeah, it's like a woman's figure, but like not, it's like she's been, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. But where'd you get that? At the Trading Post. Oh, was it, it that's, and that's an artist there? Yeah, it's an artist. It's got like kind of Picasso vibes. And I absolutely. Um, because I love the female body, um, even as a gay man, I really do. I appreciate the female body. I had to get it. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've been looking at it the whole time, and yeah. it's um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like an abstract nude, basically. My, yeah, and I love beautiful. I love a good nude. So there we go. Great, love it. Uh, okay, and the last thing. This is just a, a weird little thing I do. Uh, I have a thing I call the "Don't Kill Yourself" list, uh-huh. which is like when I was in a very dark time in my life, uh-huh. I started the "Don't Kill Yourself" list. I live for and, that. And uh, it always starts lot, with, uh, yeah, coffee, sandwiches, and lavender soap, mm-hmm. and that's like what I started with. But they're usually things that are like accessible, and um, you, I like sensual things, but like you know that you can just remind yourself these are objectively great reasons to That's keep living. Yeah. So add something or a couple of whatever you want to the don't kill My yourself list. don't kill yourself list would be number one, um, create. Just creating. You yeah. won't be able to create anymore. Ooh, yeah. Um, two, so many people love you and goddamn, God, wow. Yeah. Well, now that's over. You know what I mean? Also, two, I haven't, um, I haven't sat down and talked to Beyonce or Gaga yet. Even though I worked with, <laughs> even though I worked with both of them, I haven't sat down and like really had like a, the dinner yeah. that I want with them. Yeah. So it's like, why can't I can't have that if I'm dead, bitch? So, <laughs> well, got to keep going. So yeah, goals. Yeah, that's probably like the things I would add yeah. to the list. All right, I like those. Those are big. <laughs> those are good. I like those. All right, well. I think that's uh, pretty much it. Thanks for being on my good bad brain. Thank you for this having me. This was like me. really great. I feel like I, there's so much more. I, I I could talk to you about a lot it of stuff. It could go really deep. This is good. Well, I think I, I do think maybe uh, it might be worth revisiting something about like um, cultural stigmas around mm, mental mm. health. We should definitely maybe do a little roundtable. Get people from some different let's backgrounds. Do it. And, let's do it. That might be interesting. Yeah. That would right, be well, amazing. Thank you. You're wonderful. Thank do you. you I, uh, where can people find your stuff? If um, you guys can find me at Zachary Campbell. Um, that's Everywhere. Is it two L's? It's two L's. Okay, so it's one on Instagram. On, on Instagram is one L. Yeah. But every, but even if you type in Zachary Campbell, it comes up. Okay. So yeah, just everywhere Zachary Campbell is Z A C H, not Z A C K, because right. people do that. But yeah, you're amazing. Check Thank out you. check out the dysmorphia thing and just all the stuff. It's great. Thank all you. the bopper flop. Yes. <laughs> Tired ass army. Period. <laughs> all right. Thank you. See Thank you guys. You. Bye. Thanks for listening again. Uh, to my good bad brain you guys are the best check us out on patreon.com slash my good bad brain maybe go review us also five stars if you want right now while you're thinking about it if you're feeling good about it if you don't feel good about it then (laughs) put it down and think about it for 10 seconds (laughs) all right thanks a lot see you next week bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.